0: Very good. good. It's
1: a good show. Let me uh, throw I one, highly recommend that you um, listen to the Sneaky Dragon listening party. I was going to say not listen to it. Oh, not oh well, yeah. I, what do you? What do yours you do? is better.
0: It's Sneaky Dragon episode three seventy eight. What's not to hate? I'm Ian Boothby. <laughs> And I'm David Dedrate. There you go. Sure. Um, That's how we're going to do it now. Yeah, my name rhymes with this show's theme. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, let's see if I can make your name rhyme with other themes. What if the theme was love? David (laughs) Dedrov. Sounds like you're (laughs) Scooby-Doo. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's a very flexible name i have
0: yeah uh as we said before we've changed studios uh and uh and it's not uh, freezing as as often no. it used to be back That's in right. the old uh, the old studio you if you listen to past episodes uh we complain about the heat and we complain about the cold uh it was yep. uh, yeah but uh, right now we're uh we're at a lovely temperature uh, dave is enjoying a coca-cola over ice i am enjoying a coke zero over ice mm. uh we're both having a, a nice time there's a cat walking by uh going click Click, click, click on the hardwood floor. Um, and uh, it's it's quite nice in here. Do you think water is uh, has no calories? I don't think anything would have no calories. Like absolutely no calories. Well, that's true. A negligible amount of calories. Maybe okay. amount of calories that you would almost burn off by swallowing. I was just wondering if the ice has more calories than the Coke Zero. Oh, that's, um, well, the Coke Zero would have water in it. Mm. So probably the same amount of calories that would be in water would be in in that, That's true. yeah. But you would burn it off probably by looking at it.
1: I heard if you have if it's less than five calories, they can say it's zero.
0: Oh, is that correct?
1: Yeah, because like a mustard, it gives it says zero calories for mustard. Yeah, but, but obviously it has some calories in it, but there's so little that they can just put it as zero.
0: Yeah, I remember uh, Tic Tacs used to do an ad where it was like a, I think it was. 10 calories a tic-tac or something it was like a very small amount uh per tic-tac yeah because everyone has one tic-tac yeah (laughs) and they said uh that you can burn it off by breathing (laughs) i'm like all right that's pretty good (laughs) you know i guess you do burn a certain amount of calories by breathing how does my breath (gasps) smell does it smell (gasps) okay how many tic-tacs do you usually have if i have tic-tacs yeah probably four or five okay ask me how many how many do you have uh the whole box <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, probably with a while, yeah. I'll eat the whole box like at one time, but not a one, not in one gulp though. Well, not in one gulp, but like over a very short period of time mm. because mm. you know they're there and they're little candy. And yeah, why, yeah, why wouldn't you? Sure. Now, do you use the um, the serving uh, dish that's in the tic tac ever? There's a serving dish? Yes, there is. When you open up the um, I mean, the flap... Is that what it's for, that little square? Yeah, that's a uh, oh. little tic-tac goes on there. If you like shake it, the tic-tac goes on there and you can uh, serve it to a person. That's oh. a little serving dish. Oh, that's nice. For your tic-tac. That's no, why it's tic-tac I just, sized. I just empty a,
1: a sizable amount into someone's palm. Mm-hmm.
0: And your favorite tic-tacs are?
1: <sighs> well, I don't really like mints very much. So probably the ones that are... Orange? No.
0: Fruit? Yeah, the fruit flavored ones. Okay. What about you? Yeah, I like orange. But mm. also second second best is wintergreen. I love a wintergreen. Yeah. Oh man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever? Uh, again, we're we're just doing candy talk again. It's like eating
1: toothpaste. I yeah, just...
0: pretty great. Um, <laughs> except uh, you can do it, and people don't look sideways at you. Uh, so, have you ever done the thing with the lifesavers where you go into the closet and uh, and uh, you know you're in the closet. <laughs> <yeah>? <laughs> You know. And then eventually you fall comfortable with yourself and then you come out and then you live a full life. Okay. No, uh you go in the closet and uh it's dark and you bite the wintergreen lifesaver and okay. it makes sparks. Is that is that true? Yep. I've never done that because that would involve me eating a
1: wintergreen lifesaver. But isn't it worth it for a mouthful of sparks? <laughs> I don't know. Can you see the sparks? How do you see the sparks then? Do you Hold a mirror. Oh, you have a you go into the closet. Yeah, with a mirror.
0: With and mirror. everyone goes, What you doing? And then they go, You know what? I don't wanna know. Then you go in there And they just hear you going Num, 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 (laughs) num, num And you come out and you go I saw sparks And they go like Listen, we really don't want to know What was going on in there Speaking of sparks Yes, sir Time for plugs All right, sure Time for plugs Uh, We got a book out called Sparks About uh, two cats dress up like a dog And save the world Uh, It is uh, written by me It is drawn by Dave And it is uh, No, it's not drawn by Dave It's uh, colored by Dave And it's drawn by Nina Matsumoto That is true. Uh, And uh, it was a best selling book last year in Canada. Hopefully, it will be again sometime in the future. But let me tell you, there's another book that's out right now. Okay. It's also written by me. Okay. It's also drawn by Nina. It's also colored by you. And it's this thing called Zap. Oh, huh. I don't even remember doing that. Well, let me tell you a story. Okay. It's uh, Sparks in French. Okay. That's a short story. Yeah, that came out uh that came out this month. Nice. So if you're in uh Quebec, uh it is available there. It is available on Amazon or other places that you would buy your online books. Is it available on, on
1: amazon.fr?
0: Yes, it actually is Okay uh, It's uh, not available on Okay, it's available like immediately uh, uh, At amazon.fr I think mm-hmm. like at the end of uh, March though The end of March Yes, uh, it's available in Canada right now Amazon.ca okay. Like okay. immediately It's one of those They'll send it to you immediately Yeah. You can get it from amazon.com But it's going to take you a little while I see Or from your local bookstore Your Barnes and is, and whatever Yeah, yeah uh, But yeah, if you want to read it in uh, en français uh, It is available Oh, nice So Please. Uh, also coming in uh, two months. Uh, by the way, oh, we're working on the second Sparks book, and also I'm working on the third Sparks book. So we're 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 working to make more. Um, are, uh, you really, are you really already writing the the next? Yeah, the I've sent I've sent out the uh, Nina and I have worked through the outline for the third one. Oh wow! And uh, so sent it that, out to the editor.
1: It's so funny because the first one it, just, it took like three years for it to go from mm-hmm. from you writing it to me finishing coloring. Yes.
0: it Yes. There was a lot of approvals
1: along the there way. There was a lot of approvals and, you know, and a lot of self-affirmation. I had a mirror in the, <laughs> in the shop and I'd go, oh, I'm a good colorist. Yeah, with the lights off. <laughs> with the lights off. I can make sparks. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny because now it feels like such an avalanche of, of activity that mm-hmm. because they like it. You make hay while the sun, sun shines. That's exactly it. The first yeah. time they were kind of like, mm, we don't know what's going to well, happen. Well, they
0: ran it by everybody. That's the thing. They got focus groups. They've got a whole system in <clears throat> okay. place. They do this, that, and the other. Yeah. So yeah, it all goes, it all goes through. But I mean, even oh, in terms of sorry, like, I'm going to go check out a cat that's uh, hairballing. So why don't you tell me more about your color? Sure.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say, even, even though it's more because they, when the first one came out though, they weren't sure how it would do. And now that they're more confident in it, they want them like, they want them at a breakneck pace. They want to have one a, one a year, basically. So yes. you are working at a on a one a year mm-hmm. uh, um,
0: schedule, rather yeah, than a one to three, a three years. Yeah, would be very that would be very nice. That'd be yeah. awesome. I'm looking forward to Nina designing the box for the collection. Yeah, yeah. I'm right now holding a cat in front of the microphone. <laughs> uh, you seem to be okay now. You're good. Okay, I'm gonna let you down. Off you go. God be with you.
1: Is <laughs> um, it is it short hair cats that get hairballs or I don't. Reese is a, is a has quite a thick uh has quite thick fur like she's a very furry cat but I've never I never like found hairballs or seen her like coughing or hacking or mm-hmm. anything at home although she spends a lot of time outside so maybe she's kind enough to do all that
0: nonsense <laughs> out, outdoors. Yeah, all my all my other cats have had uh, occasional uh, occasional hairballs. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh but uh not this one. This one uh, not so much. So when it's happening I go and check and make sure everything's okay and seems to be all right and all good. There's a character based, uh, at least to me, loosely on uh, my cat here in the uh, second book. Oh, okay. We'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah. So, and what else is coming out is the uh, Exorcist's trade. That's coming out in about two months. So nice. uh, Check that. We got some nice quotes uh, for the cover. So that's uh, that's been done. Uh, the image people kept trying to like throw things on there like uh, whimsical, light hearted, and things like that, and mm-hmm. uh, they, I kept taking them off. <laughs> you know it's like, uh you know there was something about it being you know uh, camp. But in a, you know, and it was like well, no one wants to see that. Let's get that out of there as well. <laughs> so just constantly going through all these quotes, which are very nice. You know, we've had all these uh, comparisons to things like people compared it to The Good Place, you know, as well as like Supernatural, obviously, and and things like that. But then there's always like you know, it's 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 Family Guy yeah. meets Supernatural. Like, is it okay? Fine, what have you? <laughs> and sometimes they'll pick a quote that'll go, maybe that's not the one we're using. Yeah. They'll just take that and put that away. Uh, huh. But we got some nice ones, so that's coming. And uh, this weekend, if you're listening to this live when this drops on Saturday, you've got one more day uh, to come see me over at Fan Expo in Vancouver. Oh, nice! I'm gonna be doing some signing over there. Okay, yeah. So that's basically what's going on. How about y'all? Have you got something new that just came out this week? Well, yes, I do. Why don't you tell uh, me more about it? It dropped.
1: It dropped yesterday, very late at night, because I that's when I started. Like a present from Santa. It, like a present from Santa. It came down your chimney. Sneaky Dragon Listening Party episode
0: nine was uh, released yesterday. Some people do say podcasts do come down the chimney. Okay, that's how they're delivered. Okay, yeah, because um. where else would they come from? Clearly, they come from heaven. That's one thing. <laughs> that's... So they have to drop, okay. and they say they drop, so they drop. Boy, I wish. that So was how true. would they get in your house? Not through the through the ceiling. Mm-hmm. That would break. That would no, break that's it. That's true. So yeah, it makes sense. It would be like through the uh, Santa style.
1: Yep, down the old chimney like Saint Nick uh, came our podcast real quick. Yeah, it came out. So it was Mary and I talking about music. We played a bunch of songs, we had a few laughs, and uh, made some dumb jokes, and then we ended the show. It was good.
0: That sounds good. Now, what was uh, what was Mary's favorite uh, song? Would you say of the episode? Uh, her favorite new song was a song
1: called "Static on the Radio" by Jim White. Okay. Her favorite song that she's known most of her life <laughs> it was is. Uh, Hounds of Love, the cover by the Future Heads, which was on that mix, which I played on the show before. We did a top five uh, music thingy uh, a few a little while ago, and it was was uh, be, uh, cover versions that were better than the originals. And oh, I chose, okay, nice. I chose the Future Heads, Hounds of Love as one of those. And, and because I like that song so much, it was on one of my mixtapes. Oh, great. And so, yeah, we played that. And some other songs. It was good. It was fun. We did played some songs. We played some songs that were off of the mixtape, just as sort of examples of things. I had one song in there called the Elves Song, and it kind of it's sort of a fun sort of uh, combination of two other songs into one, like kind of goofy song about elves, <laughs> you know, on a ship, and mm-hmm. they have to sing this song. And, and
0: this does all work with the whole Santa theme that I was sure, bringing there up earlier. Yeah. There you
1: go. And so. The song is kind of sounds a lot like One Night, which was sung by Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. uh, my, the version I know. And then um, I think Smiley Lewis might have done it before him. But anyway, the version I know is Elvis Presley. And it combines that with a Ronette song called He Did It. And then so the, they took these two songs and kind of combined them into one song. And the elves sing the Ronette song. Like They kind of sing it like uh, they kind of hum it or whatever. Like, sure. They don't sing it. They wordlessly sing it. Yeah, it's a... Goofy songs. So oh, yeah, we played some examples of that, and it was fun. Very good. good. It's a good show.
0: Let me uh, throw. I highly
1: recommend that you listen l- to the Sneaky Dragon listening party. I was going to say not listen to it. Oh, not oh yeah. I, what do you? think? yours do you do? is better. Yours okay. Is better. People right. should listen to it. That's a good idea. I shouldn't have said not. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. About.
0: I think they should. Uh, they should uh, take a little tiny jump drive. Yeah. They should download it. Swallow it. <laughs> and just okay. have it with them all all day all
1: long Well it'll be there for a while Then it'll leave again
0: It'll leave again You yeah. know It doesn't wear out its welcome <laughs> You know Just consume it Have a little bit of uh, Dave in you That's that's what I say um, Just want to throw a plug out For something I have no involvement in And there's no reason to plug Okay Pointless plugs is what I'm going to say <laughs> okay. This is Uh I, I decided to watch a series that I heard about that I'd never seen and okay. wanted to see if it was on YouTube. It was. It's a show called 10 Speed and Brown Shoe. And I don't uh, remember
1: that show. Was, wasn't it a summer replacement show?
0: I don't know. They ran okay. 14 episodes of it and then it was uh, canceled. It's a Stephen J. Cannell uh, show and it stars uh, Jeff Goldblum and Ben Vereen. Yeah, it was and, a good show. And a great opening title sequence. It's you know, the most charming <clears throat> opening title <throat> sequence you've seen. In a I don't remember while.
1: it now, but I'll have, to, I'll have to give it a watch.
0: Yeah. He's an ex accountant. Uh, he's an ex-con man. Mm. Uh, they have a they have a, an agency, and yeah. uh, one of the little things is, uh, Jeff Goldblum's always reading this um a trashy novel, mystery novel, okay. out loud. Uh, and it's written by Stephen J. Cannell, and uh, it's just silly. Uh, but it, they're just so charming together. And Ben Vereen is the kind of character who walks into a place, grabs a coat, becomes a character, and does some stuff. And he just gets to Ben Vereen around, <laughs> which is uh, which is great. And Jeff Goldblum is in full Jeff Goldblum mode. You know so it's uh he's always like falling in love with the girls mm-hmm. and just being stammering and and oddly charming and weird, and he knows kung fu or karate i believe yeah and uh uh yeah it's uh, it's all it's all right it's not perfect, but you know what it's worth going to the YouTube and checking out my recommendation is. Don't watch the pilot first because the uh, pilot on YouTube goes a little too fast as in the speed is a little too high. So everyone's got a little bit of this with their voice. Okay. And uh, whereas the opening is so charming to all the episodes, this one starts with a lot of footage of Hitler. And, you know, and it might throw you off, yeah, because yeah. there's kind of I guess a a plot where there's something uh, the mm. Nazis are involved and they are hiding something or doing something. It's like okay, yeah. we we don't need that. Let's just get a and later ones. It's a murder murder mystery. Now, to be fair, I haven't watched the whole uh, pilot. Maybe it's uh, gold, but it was just <laughs> like it was a little too Nazi-ish and then the the high voice thing uh, for me. So yeah, I'd say uh, give that a little check out if you want. Uh, you know, if you're a fan of that kind
1: of thing. Can you control the speed of playback on YouTube? I do not know. No, oh, okay. uh,
0: that's a that's an excellent question.
1: That was a, I enjoyed that show a lot as a as a young man. I would I watched it uh, and I was really disappointed when it wasn't when it didn't like it was canceled. This just kind of disappeared without. Yeah. And I do feel like it was a summer replacement show because fourteen episodes, that is a summer mm. right there for you. And that was a thing in the past. Like it's hard to imagine now right. that they would
0: they were the boys of summer.
1: They would bring on, but the idea was that it was a, kind of like a way to break shows. That she, you, you know, like so, this, it, it would replace shows in the summer because they would go on a hiatus. Instead of having repeats, they would try to introduce new shows that could possibly be hits and carry on from there.
0: Yeah, you've got me now wondering um, what what show what are all the shows Stephen J. Cannell, uh made? Because hmm. my gosh, that guy Magnum PI, Rockford Files. Richie Brockleman, P.I.? Definitely 21 Jump Street. Okay. Uh, Let's see what we got. Okay. Are you you ready? Okay. Okay. Well, this is... uh, Okay. I'm just going to go with the creator ones because, you know, I don't need to know that he wrote on Ironside. All right. We got, like, Chase. There we go. Uh, Beretta. Oh. There you go. A little Beretta there. That's not too bad. City of Angels. Uh, R- Richie Brockleman, Private Eye, so Rockford Files as well. Yeah, both of those. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, Baba Black Sheep, uh, Stone, don't Baba know what Black that Sheep. is. Oh, yeah. okay. Greatest American Hero, hmm. uh, The Quest, The Rousters, The A Team, huh? Hardcastle and McCormick, hmm. Riptide, Stingray, JJ that. Starbuck, holy shit. Wise Guy, 21 <laughs> oh, Jump yeah. Street, Sunny Spoon. <laughs> Top of the hill, don't know it. Booker, Spin off of Twenty One Jump Street. Didn't, okay, didn't hold up. Uh, bro- broken badges, uh, silk stockings. Do remember know. silk stockings? Nope. Uh, let's see. Uh, the commish. Oh yeah. Uh, the hat squad. Uh, we're 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 not we're not getting good now. Uh, and uh, there we go. That's about it. Profit. I think we're gonna, now we're running out of gas. Mm. Cobra. Nah, it's fine. Once you get to the Hat Squad, what are you going to do? But uh, that holy shit, that's... Did awesome. it list Rockford Files? Yeah, Rockford Files was... Uh, yeah, he was, was a it? co-creator of that. So. Yeah. Does it, oh, co-creator, not creator. Because Roy Huggins and he... Yeah, you're right. Roy Huggins, that's right. Who also co-created City of Angels with him. I know my Rockford Files. Oh, that's weird. I wouldn't have thought that Beretta came out after Rockford Files, but it did. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't it feel like uh Beretta was on like way earlier than rockford files because rockford files seems more modern than Beretta. Beretta seems locked really into early 70s mm, mm, yeah because he's got a parrot or did
1: it some kind of bird i think Beretta was on later it was a show that i'd never watched as a kid mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it was on later at night because i was probably more adult than rockford files whereas rockford files i remember watching like the later seasons What's, the, uh, what's funny with when you start talking about the pilot for Ten Speed and Brown Shoe, because there's that pilot episode of Rick Rockford Files that is never shown as the first episode. Like, if you watch the show and they've played in sequence, mm-hmm. the pilot episode, which had Lindsay Wagner in it, uh, occurs like part way, like halfway through the season. And she becomes the bionic woman now? That's right, happens. exactly. But the the Rocky is played by a different actor. Oh, So okay. it's a really weird episode. So
0: you have like Does this, he get out of jail at the beginning? Does it start with him? No, in prison? No, it doesn't.
1: Doesn't start, have with start with him in prison. It just mm. kind of starts with. It kind of introduces like the idea of that he lives in Malibu, that he lives in a mobile home. Now, and, why
0: did he go to prison again?
1: Uh, it was a. It was a. I can't remember now. It was a. It was a bum rap though, right? Like it was. He was innocent. That's why he got out. Okay. Because he. That's otherwise he wouldn't be. Couldn't be a private eye. Mm-hmm. Because he wouldn't be bondable. Was he
0: compensated for uh, his time in uh, falsely uh, falsely I imprisoned? I don't don't know. Is that something that happens in America if it they put do. you in jail for uh, for wrong uh, wrong wrongfully? It must do because there's that show Life with uh, Damien Lewis. I think so. Yeah. That good show. Let's very say good show. show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very good show. And mm. <laughs> and he uh, he gets put in jail when he's uh, he's an innocent man who's jailed and he comes out with a big with a big compensation package that he can basically yeah. doesn't and have they advertise he doesn't that he's to. the
0: man with the big package. That's how, that's how they, <laughs> so sold, they the show.
1: Totally sold the show. But the idea of the show is that all the police are well, one thing, don't trust him because they still think he's guilty. Yes. But also that they resent him because he doesn't have to work, but he still wants to be on the
0: job. Yeah. Yeah, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead in this uh, in, in our uh, episode today uh, because you know what the hell I'm going to um, uh, because uh, we do we usually do like a question of the week yes and I think this fits in well with our question of the week
1: well because I was thinking that when we were talking because this is one of the, the yeah.
0: examples of what the question of the week so um is. so uh, your wife Lisa yes uh, is a good person. She is a very good person. Very good. Uh, we've established that. Um, <laughs> and uh, she suggested a question of the week and, and this week's question. Well, why don't you? Why don't you say what the question is? Then. Okay. Now? Well, her question of the week. Her idea was that um, best endings to a TV
1: series. Mm-hmm. So the so when the series came to an end, the best the the you know and which is very hard to do actually. They it's, stuck the landing. They stuck the landing, which is so hard to do. Like even a show that was as good as it. As good as M.A.S.H. for as long as it was good, couldn't stick the landing when it came to the final episode of the, of the show.
0: Though so it did have very big ratings. Well, it had big
1: ratings because people. I uh, think people, a lot of people watched that show and people probably came back to, to it to see that final episode. Yeah. And it wasn't quite what people wanted, I don't think, from, from a final episode. Right. It, w- it wasn't really like a kind of a fare thee well episode.
0: It was more of a… <laughs> Even though I think that's what it was called. It's like goodbye and farewell Some, and, yeah. and oh, my God, or something like <laughs> that's that. Right, what am I, I, I Personally, I think of the entire MASH series, to me, mm-hmm. as a prequel uh, to After MASH. And that's where the real thing is. That's where, that's it's where all it all started? After, it's all about After <laughs> MASH. Yeah. And or, if you yeah. want, Walter, mm. even though I think it just had one episode. Okay. But, but you know, that's still in the mash averse. Mm. But you okay, so let's were you you're taking that one out of the mix then? You're saying uh, we do we do not agree well, that the mash no, I, ending was the I mean best some people ending.
1: if someone wants to suggest that as being a great ending, I'm just saying for me personally, like as you someone, didn't enjoy the uh someone who is the, a, a, pers- a, the
0: confusion of the baby and the chicken.
1: The living witness to that mm-hmm. to that show. Uh I just felt it was way too dark an ending to a show that was pretty light until they just kind of did this weird, you know, change at the end. Like
0: Yeah, actors like to do dark.
1: I mean, it's fine, but you know, yeah. you're doing mash, so what? You know, get your head out of your behind. Nash. All right,
0: very good. But, but, but life on the other hand. Oh, life, yes. life. Right, now, we great, don't want to spoil really what the ending was. We're not going to say what
1: it was, but it was a great a great ending. Okay. Yeah, what did she say? She said, life, medium, mm-hmm. the TV show, TV show medium, which I don't remember the ending of it. Okay, hours. well, you're watching We're currently, now. We're currently re-watching it. I bought her the sixth season uh big as your house DVD package for her birthday. Yeah. And we've been making our way through it. There's um, a lot
0: of talk of big packages on this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, how many seasons did Medium have?
1: It had 6 seasons. Okay. And uh so it's kind of fun what's one fun thing about watching it when you're watching it you're going, "Hey, uh we should watch Boyhood." And try and line up her appearance, <laughs> how she looked in, during Medium, to that part of Boyhood. Because she was doing the show simultaneously ah, as she was making that movie. Okay. So, it'd be kind of funny to do that. Because, you know, oh, her hair's short this season in Medium. So, let's jump, let's go look at Boyhood and see where her hair's short. So I, think, what she was I think
0: you're halfway to something that's really interesting. What's that? Which is what you should do is you should do a mix of Boyhood and Medium. <laughs> and she's like one of these people who's got the two families, mm-hmm. right? Which is why she's so tense ah. in the Boyhood thing. And then you just keep going back and forth. Ah, that's interesting. Now you got who's in Allison's in boy, uh, Boyhood? Ethan Hawke. Yeah, is that who it is? Well, he's in a bunch of movies. Patricia too.
1: Arquette is. Uh, you're using her medium name, which is, I thought was interesting.
0: Oh, what was I? What was it? You I said
1: Allison th- is in, uh, which is her name in medium. The character's name is. Oh, I
0: didn't. I did I say Allison? Yeah. I don't know what her name is in the show. So. Well, that's creepy, guys. How did I come <laughs> up with that name? Because
1: Patricia Arquette <laughs> is playing that.
0: <laughs> No. Um, okay. So, and then the
1: final show, yeah. that she said uh, would be um, Life on Mars, the
0: British. Oh, good. Not the, the British. Uh, no, I've,
1: we've never seen the American one, but the British series I think had a perfect. Would, would you
0: like to know what the final episode of Life on Mars is for the American one? It's something to do with an astronaut. Yeah, they're on Mars. They're, that is in, a, so, they're in cryo sleep. So dumb. Yeah, and uh, so they dumb. take over steps. They went. Uh, they were uh, on Mars. That is so terrible. And then uh, David so Bowie is standing on Mars, going, <laughs> "Hello there." And I don't know why it sounds like That's that. Right.
1: David Boy, played by Louis Armstrong. Yeah. It revived. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: That's how it goes. It's a wonderful space odyssey. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are the three films, she, or three TV shows she suggested as having. Okay. Per, like having good endings or perfect endings. Well, I mean, the obvious
0: show. one that people talk about, of course, is New Heart. That's just uh, that's no, a great one real, for sure, pretty yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, uh, but here's a here's a weird one. Let me throw at you. Okay. Um, uh, is uh, is Corner Gas? Oh. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you what it is, because sure. who cares? I'm going to just tell it to you. All right. So the final episode of like, uh, if you don't know what Corner Gas is, American and Australian and uh, German and Scottish listeners, it's a Canadian <laughs> it's a Canadian sitcom. I'm sure people know, that, know it. That was created by Brent Butt, who is a well known uh, stand up comedian in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone I know as well, very nice fellow. I've been on his podcast. He won't come on Earth uh we have not asked yet so oh. we'll see um i feel weird i haven't invited them to the house proper yet I would feel <laughs> weird to ask them to the podcast yeah, first him good. as well his wife is also on the show and uh she's a friend of mine who uh, anyway you don't need to know my life anyway the thing is she was on a sketch comedy show with Ian. she was and we, we've done show. many things um called the love there all right so mm-hmm. so the premise behind the show uh is it's uh, it's Brent as if he never became a stand up comic uh, he grew up in Saskatchewan. And it's like, what if I just stayed in Saskatchewan? And this is kind of what it is. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, a life in Saskatchewan. So in the very last episode, uh, Brent starts uh, disappearing for periods of time. are like, well, what's Brent up to? And the whole town's like, what's going on? So they follow Brent into the city and see that he's starting to do stand up. Ah, and so that's, that's how this is going. It's like, oh, so we're doing oh, this whole thing. And so it's a whole thing of like, you know, uh, oh, Brent's going to do stand up. He's going to leave. And they're all a little bit upset about that. But then they all decide, you know what? We're going to support him. And that's what we're going to do. And then, uh, comes, comes back and they, you know, have this big talk with him. And, uh, he's like, what? No, I'm over that no, now I'm into it. It was like something else, like mall airplanes or whatever. And it's was like, no, no, this was just the thing of the week. I'm not getting into that. You know, and so the whole show is like any of the episodes is, are interchangeable with each other. And okay. you thought like, oh, it's come to this conclusion. I was like, nope. <laughs> nope, that was just a thing I was into for a brief period of time. Mm. That was fun. Okay, now I'm on to this and moving on. Because it's a sitcom and you're done at the end of the week and yeah. then there's no consequences. And then you move on to the next thing. And it was just like, there you go. Now keep watching the shows if you want. We're fine. Nice. Afterwards, they did do a Movie that did a little something in it that uh, that kind of buttoned it mm. a little tiny bit, uh, and then they got an animated series now uh, as well with uh, most of the characters, with the exception of Janet Wright, who is uh, who has passed away. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, that, I thought that was like a nice ending. Okay, well, two shows that occurred to me while I wasn't listening to you talk was um... <laughs> <laughs> while well, I was waiting for you to stop yapping <laughs>
1: there was uh, there, um, one was extras the ricky gervais Stephen merchant yes. show i really really like the final episode of that where, where ricky gervais was that's the
0: christmas one is I, it a is he on a reality he's show? on a reality he's,
1: like he's in like yeah, i don't
0: know why i think it was christmas like a it's not show the, it's
1: for... whatever they call those kind of shows like the mole or whatever like or, okay you know what i mean like one of those shows big where brother big was brother like, kind of oh, thing oh, yeah that was,
0: i think it was exactly big brother yeah yes.
1: big brother and and he's kind of alienated his friends Yes and who are all kind of also sort of on the down slide, and it's a, it's an interesting show it has a very kind of it's very dark, but it ends with a very heartfelt ending, which I really like and it feels very and I'm not a huge Ricky Gervais fan, but I really think extras is a a very very good t v series and it really ended well and the other one that I really like is i can't remember the name of it now it was a it was very early on in the days of cable, and this show this it was like a sitcom. And it was basically it's a funny sitcom, but it was all it was. I think it was produced by John Landis, and it was kind of breasts of the week because they were on cable, so they had to have breasts in the, every episode. For I guess that was uh, Are we contract. talking
0: the uh, Dream On?
1: Dream On, that's right. Okay. And what I loved about that, and I'm gonna kind of give it away, is the show. That's
0: okay, it's very hard to see Dream On now. Don't the show
1: it. opens with uh, the main character is divorced from his wife, and he's dating. He's sort of in the dating world, and that's hence the breasts of the week, but and so the idea so as the show goes on though then he starts to have more contact with his wife because of their kid and stuff like that and then they remarry because her husband is like she has some some sort of super husband okay uh who we never see but he he die he passes away okay and so they kind of start seeing more of each other and then they kind of fall in love again and they get married and the show went on and then the very final episode was the husband the husband who was very wealthy because of course he was his perfect person was cryogenically frozen when he passed away. And so the final episode, you see his hand move. Mm-hmm. So he's starting to awaken from his sleep. Ooh. And so so it basically what it does is it lets you know that it's going to start all over again. This guy's going to come. And so the show ends in a loop. So okay. it just keep going round and round, which I always thought that was a great idea.
0: I'm going to throw another loop one at you. Uh, but before I do, I'll do a quick one, which, is, uh, which I mentioned on the show before. Uh, Ash versus the uh, Evil Dead. And uh, and I, uh, and I don't want to no, I don't want to say what the ending is, okay. but it's a very funny, fun ending that <laughs> you just go yay because you're like, how can you end this? Because the guy's a boob, so you can't like give him a super happy ending. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? Are you gonna end it dark? And it's like, well, we don't want it to end dark. Like you know, the guy's been through so much. Yeah. You don't want to end it dark. So how do you do it? What do you do? Are you gonna end it like you know the end of you know Evil Dead Two? Is it? where it's a bit of a whoa? Mm. Are you gonna end it? What are you gonna end it like? Yeah. How are you gonna do it? A super happy ending like. Evil, like Army of Darkness, and they find a nice, uh, a nice angle to it. That's uh, yeah, it it fits and it works and it's all, it's all right. So good for them. So before you go into the next one, just keep right. it, keep it in mind. Which ending of
1: Army of Darkness do you prefer? Do you prefer the alternate ending where he takes too many drops and wakes up in the future? Have you seen that one? Yes. Or do you prefer the the crazy one where he comes? He's in
0: our in the present. Here's the thing. If I was uh, watching it at the time, yeah. I would probably prefer uh, end up in the future because I would like to see more. Okay, right? Yeah. But if it's if I know that it's a trilogy and it has to wrap up, I mm. prefer the uh, the original. Ending. Okay, makes sense. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I think the I just like the give me some sugar, baby, and I just like that kind of that kind of introduction of that sort of Ashian character that totally totally unlike the previous two films. This, which I also appreciate. I, you know, it's kind of would have been fun if they could have kept making those films and just keep making them different in yeah. some way. You know, kind of like how the original uh, Mission Impossible films always had a new director. It would be fun if each each Evil Dead movie was different in some tonal way or did something different. Like the next one is like a science fiction film. Like so, he had some, some. You know, you know what I mean. It'd be fun.
0: I think the uh, I think the the Ash versus the Evil Dead. Should have had less episodes per season. Mm-hmm. Maybe like five. Yeah. You know, if that British it up, maybe five or six. Yeah. yeah. And uh and just keep it tight. Keep mm. it uh, keep it insane. Yeah. And uh you know, maybe get like a year or two in between. Just give us a little break. I think it just piled up a bit too much and it was so intense that it was hard to watch them yeah, all yeah. in a row, even though they were there's that, the quality is still is still there and everyone mm-hmm. Like, if I watch an individual episode, I'm like, jeez, that's pretty good. I'm like, oh, whoa. Like, there's not a snoozer in it. Yeah. And there's some really interesting ideas, but it was just too much of too intense, yeah. I think. And
1: the other thing is, like, the practical effects were great, but the CG was kind of iffy. So it kind of... Like like they did stuff with creatures and stuff like that. There was a little lame. Yeah, I think I think Can't in I it. think
0: in retrospect, uh, like if you watch them a couple of years from now, you'll go, oh wow, that was really good. You mm. got to have it watch them in the right context. What yeah, have you? Yeah, uh, I think we've also mentioned on the show uh, how dinosaurs ends and it's pretty dark and yeah, amazing. that's right. Yes, that's right. Uh, but uh, when you're talking about things going in a loop, uh, and and I might be getting this a little wrong. This is okay. how I remember it as a sure, kid. Sure. Uh, Land of the Lost. And how they get out from Land of the Lost Mm -hmm. is, you know, they had always this sci-fi element where there was like this kind of portal that was there. And uh, they saw, here's the idea behind the thing, is they were in a raft, they they fell over a waterfall, they fell through time into this Land of the Lost. So they were able to escape, but as they escaped, uh, time looped. And then themselves uh, from the uh, from the beginning uh, went over the thing, but it was still them from the past, so they did get out. Yeah. But you know, then the next thing that you see is they land in the land of the lost, and um, and then the reruns start, and mm-hmm. then it's like, oh yeah, there you go. So it was a perfect perfect loop. They yeah. got out. You're all right, but here we <laughs> go. What I what I would have liked to have seen, mm-hmm. or at least you know, this is my dumb idea, uh, was like. It would be interesting then because though they did the loop and and somehow exchanged themselves with with those people, the land itself – uh, did move forward and so all these creatures uh, that they fought are well aware of them and these new newbies that just showed up don't realize they're the enemy now of all these things or they've got friends and they've got all these other things so the world views them as like the past ones but mm-hmm. you know they're they're their new so that would be kind of interesting you yeah. know so it's not necessarily like a straight a straight rerun it's like they've got they'll show up at the cave and like there's a bunch of stuff in here well this is our stuff wait this all fits me what's going on and they won't realize was a little bit of a time loop there but you know what are you gonna do you're gonna do a will uh what, what's his what's his name will ferrell movie and it'll be terrible <laughs> that was a legitimately terrible movie i've not seen it i i cut a lot of movies some slack okay <laughs> i'm one of those guys that actually did not mind the sherlock holmes one that he did okay wow land of the lost is terrible oh my gosh <laughs> Is it terrible
1: because you like the old show and it's so it's it's so it doesn't really use it as as anything other
0: than a name? Well here's here's the thing. I think when you're doing a riff on something, you have to like the thing. Yeah. So I don't think there's any love for Mm. the idea. Yeah. There's that. It's basically going with everything in it is kind of dumb, and everyone's just mean to everybody consistently. Mm. And then there's a lot of like cruelty. There's a scene where uh there uh there there there's a portal uh through time and mm-hmm. and like an ice cream truck or something like falls through it, and it's just a guy in an ice cream truck, and all these dinosaurs swarm around and eat him and 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 they kind of play it for comedy, but it's like well a guy just got eaten alive <laughs> he didn't need any of this shit yeah. what's what's this about It's mm-hmm. just mean, and there's a lot of that kind of stuff it's a lot of like getting swallowed by a dinosaur and then going out its ass or stuff like that, and it's just like all right. <laughs> What, who, who cares? What are we doing? Everyone's mean. Yeah. I think Matt Lauer's in it. Mm. I don't know. It just was like, it's all mean and cruel and who gives a shit. What's the name of the the, the creatures in Land of the Lost? Sleestacks. They're scary. Yeah, they didn't make them scary. That was the thing. They didn't make them scary? Not really. They were too... Uh, involved into movie mm. you know as i'm moving around too much whereas like the Slee stacks the smart thing was that most of the time they were like still and then they'd you know uh, come to life and it's like that's what that's what's scary yeah 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 you're letting us do most of the work that's a smart thing <laughs> it's good good for you good good budget conscience uh, yeah
1: so another show that ended well was buffy hmm we all remember when the series ended with her jumping to her death to <laughs> foil glory the god goddess who had come to uh to get uh and was there find a, the portal, key?
0: a portal of some sort
1: well she had to get the key that was dawn right so dawn was created that season but wasn't am i wrong that there was a portal in that episode she that... Uh, yeah she had to jump into it that's why she jumps from the height into the portal carrying bringing the key with
0: her which did anyone call that the glory hole
1: i don't think so hmm.
0: i bet someone in the writing room did I'm going to bet you anything. That's why there was a portal. Yeah, and maybe that's why it wasn't wasn't that great a show after that because that person was
1: fired, and mm-hmm. they really lost a really good writer <laughs> despite,
0: despite his uh, bad puns. Because if you've got a character called Glory, yeah, it's all leading up to that. Is
1: that where it's all coming to? Yes. Okay. She's
0: going to open up the glory hole, and yep. then like everything's going to be destroyed. Of course, I'm teasing. That show went on for dragged dragged on for. Uh, a few more years it's, It did have some good episodes The musical episode came Yeah, yeah After that There was that, some good stuff You say the same thing About Supernatural that they, You know, the French mistake uh, I've only watched the first I've only watched the first season uh, uh, I was going to ask So you've
1: only seen the first season
0: You've yes. given up already <laughs> No, no, no I just uh, I just uh, You know I don't uh-huh. have the uh, mm, sure. You know yep. It's expensive yep. It's expensive to like Download a whole season of a show I, I do it oh, legal-like Oh, it's not available anymore No, not on The Netflix It wasn't on Netflix For a while, wasn't it? It certainly was But I wasn't uh, down with it then Oh, okay and now I'm doing this, so I'm I'm legally buying a season at a time. So you know I will, and I'll
1: uh, work my way through. Well, fortunately, your comic strip is, or comic book comic strip comic book has been compared
0: to it so often that you can you can narrate it off your. Taxes. That is one of the reasons I want to do <laughs> because I also want to see that we're not duplicating anything. But what yeah. I am enjoying again with watching the show is just seeing how many. It feels like. It it feels like uh, one of those things where, like in the old timey movies, where you'll see like a set, and it'd be like, wait a second, did they shoot Robin Hood on this? And like you see another thing, like oh, they used just used it twice, or you know, the Marcus Welby house is the is the Leave It to Beaver house, mm-hmm. and in this case, it's like all the places that, from X Files. So okay. they're always like, oh, yeah. there's, they're at the motel from X-Files. Okay, they're going through there in the X-Files. <laughs> well, they were at that restaurant in the X-Files. Uh, the Ovaltine Cafe. They're going to this on the X-Files. You know, so it's like all the same locations. Because we've got 12 locations in Vancouver. And everyone yeah. uses that's them what, over and over again. That's why they eventually moved to the Hilltop
1: Cafe in, in uh, Langley. Okay. They use that a couple times. And weirdly, once they so just use the side of it, hmm. least they don't even go into the restaurant. They just use the, outdoor, the, the, the exterior of the building. Like, Couldn't they just use any building? Why are they... <laughs> Shooting that there, it's weird. It's
0: like if you watch uh, any, um, The Flash especially, uh, like the vast majority of last season took place around our old post office. So mm. many things happen around the post office because that's also their offices, offices. Okay, where, they, where okay. they operate out of. Yeah. So yeah, you'll see uh, so many dinosaurs smashing <laughs> around there, <laughs> superhero fights and whatever, and they all, all all the superheroes land on the post office. It's like yeah. oh my gosh! If you if you're a fan of any of that show, just come down and just see the post office. Now you're done. Now leave. Go <laughs> off you go. Reminds me of when I went to uh, Cardiff and uh, everything is Doctor Who there. It's okay. Just because it's all they've only got a certain amount of things. and mm. You are like no. Oh, and that's all the things. Okay, good.
1: I'm done. Yeah, one of the fun things I've been re- about rewatching Medium has been seeing actors and actresses at the beginning of their careers. Like, so there was an episode with Remy Malik mm. playing a, a killer. There was an episode with, uh, well, two episodes with Jennifer Lawrence. By the way, he's
0: going to be the villain
1: on the next James Bond. Oh, is he? Yes. That's kind of exciting. I think he'd do a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if he wears those Freddie Mercury
0: teeth again Oh, he's doing it as Freddie Mercury Oh, he's doing
1: it as Freddie Mercury, that's good Darling
0: Yeah Fantastic Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it's called God Don't Save the Queen Ah Because the Queen is evil Yeah <laughs> Okay Yeah God Don't Save the Queen hmm. Okay It's not officially built- okay. based on a, a James Bond book Okay, no. But it's like, it's got a word that was in a short story yeah, yeah. So that's close enough, sure. right? That's all you need yeah. Quantum of Solace is another thing Ah, fine, and we're gonna that sure, sure. uh, thing. That's fine Yeah, yeah
1: Based on a song by the Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. Nice, nice. More musical, uh, more musical stuff. That's very popular now. Hopefully, he does the whole role as a, as a musician who also sings during the movie.
0: Oh, that would be actually good. Like have a musical theater James Bond. Yeah, well, I would like to. Yeah, I would like that if the villain was somewhat musical and okay. theatrical. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, like a. Oh, that would actually be really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. What? You you were
1: you were saying oh, about saying, medium? Uh, yeah, and I was going to say Jennifer Lawrence uh, appears a, a couple of times. Once as a as a victim of murder, and once playing a uh, young Allison. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of fun to see? Like people kind of, I mean, they also have like guest stars, you know, people who were friends of uh, Patricia Arquette. I assume mm-hmm. her brother directs a couple episodes. Her sisters in an episode, uh, and other people that she knows that she's met. I guess
0: you know. I guess about. I always confuse it. With uh, Ghost Whisperer, which was around the same time. Yeah, it was. Uh, was. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hewitt, Yeah. yeah. yeah, Sure. And she would uh, whisper to ghosts and the ghost would go, stop it. It's creepy. You're a, a ghost. What's going on, ghost?
1: Is that what I meant? Does, is she like a, a ghost whisperer, like a horse whisperer? Like yeah, she, that's it. She trains the ghosts? Yes. To do, to do work, menial labor? Yeah, she rides the, the ghosts around. <laughs> right. There you go. This ghost will
0: vacuum for you. Oh, finally, we have some use from this ghost, stupid poltergeist. Now, you're a fellow with two horses. You're a two-horse man. Yes. Um, have you ever met a horse whisperer? Um. And or do you buy the whole horse whispering business? I don't buy the whole horse whispering business. Okay.
1: I do think it's important because the horse whispering thing grew out of grew out of western riding which has a particularly cruel history like how they break horses has always been very rough and very kind of cruel to horses okay. and I shouldn't say very cruel but has an element of cruelty like the way they used to break horses and the the whole horse whisperer part of it what it did was it adapted a lot of of techniques that were used for breaking like classical like classic you know dressage horses and stuff that were already like in existence for a long time. Right. They brought those into Western uh, riding, into into Western training, and then you know treated it as if they'd reinvented the wheel when they're actually just borrowing long accepted things that had been done for a long time in in other in other parts of the, of the riding you know Uh It is pretty amazing though. Like um, you know I've watched movies like the Buck Brannham or whatever his name is. Um, he would be considered like a horse whisperer he's someone who can take a horse that's pretty wild and quickly you know get it to a point where you can ride it and that's that's impressive you know but i mean you're you're riding it you're not you haven't trained it to do anything yet you've just you've just got it used to you sitting on its back like there's a whole like years more of 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 work to do with that Mm. horse it just can't just because you're on the back of a horse doesn't mean it's not going to not like you on its back in a couple of days. Okay, you know, like they're creatures with nervous systems. They have their own ideas of what they want, you know, and their own moods and stuff. So you might have this. This may be going good, okay, on this day, but the next day, oh, it did not go well at all, <laughs> you know. And that's you know, there's always that you know, two steps forward, one step back right. of training. Another person, well, um, that movie, The Rider, that I've talked about on the show, and I can't remember the the boy's name or the the young young man's name in that movie but he also does training like that where he you know takes a horse that's pretty wild and, and gets it to the point where you could put a saddle on it and and walk it around and stuff which is something that lisa does as well like when we got harris our pony harris he was unbroken he'd never been ridden and you know she took harris from a horse that had never had a person on its back to pretty soon she's riding him around mm. and, and got got him going and got him. Just You know, for enough along that Eve could comfortably ride him, and you know, because when Eve started riding him, he would have been, she would have been ten, I guess, eight, round eight, eight, nine, or ten. In that, in that, just trying to think, yeah, around ten probably. So you want a a horse to be pretty calm. You don't want to put your daughter on (laughs) a wild, wild idiot. But he was an (laughs) idiot. He was an idiot then. He's much, you know. He got better as time went on. Like when he was very young, like just trying to attack him, he would like constantly like. lift his head up and like nod his head when you're trying to like put on his his uh, bridle and things he'd be like nodding his head up and down so you're fighting with this mm. horse's head that keeps nodding and also he loves to bite which he still loves to bite he's a pony but he likes to like sneak bite you so he'll be like <laughs> he'll be like he'll just kind of look like nothing's happening just me standing here Do everything chomp chomp you know and he's like oh what the quit it just, you know he bit Someone who was visiting, looking at him, he bit him on the foot. So he's, yeah. just, like, he's just a goof, you
0: know. I think that's one of the things. That, that means th- he loves you, th- by the way, if he bites you. Okay, uh, I think that's one thing that threw me off. Of horses uh, was being thrown off a horse. No, <laughs> we were thrown off a horse. I've been on a horse twice. I have. Twice in my life. Both times when I was a kid, um, but my sister uh, loved horses. That's she, right. She was she a did. horse girl. Oh yeah. my god, she loved yeah. horses so much. And we're at—I uh, forget what it was. But It was something, and she was petting a horse, and the horse bit her finger, mm. and it like really bit her finger good. Yeah. And I was like, Nah, no, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm against it. I'm against, and it's, I don't want to pet horses yeah. because they'll bite you. And they—and I saw the mm. teeth, and the teeth were enormous. Yeah. And I was like, Well, no, that's no good. I don't—I don't want that. And so yeah, I never uh, never got on a horse. I have some regrets in that uh, they seem nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something to it, obviously. the people who ride horses like like riding horses. but yeah, I did it twice, like once when it was just like at a park and you know I was on a horse a horse. And then one day it was just a weird day uh, where someone brought a horse to our street. And just went, hey kids, do you want to ride a horse? I'm like, hmm. And That's we got cool. up on a horse. I think it was like nine, yeah. and uh, I was like, Th- I'm way high on this horse. Oh, this is high up. Holy cow! And we're on the road, so it's like if you fall, it's going to be like really uh, rough. Uh, and so that was a little scary. But yeah, those are the two times I've been on a horse. It is, it is high up. My sister lost her mind because it's like a horse <laughs> just came on the street, and the guy was like, Hey, you want to ride a horse? Yeah, I remember a, a girl in my class in grade six.
1: She. Loved horses, and then somehow she got a horse. I guess her, I don't know if she was there leasing the horse or whatever, but one day she brought it to her elementary school, which mm. seemed really weird, but I guess she talked to mom and dad into must trailering have the, the horse. kids uh, all, yeah, wow. Yeah, they were pretty excited. We, I don't think we rode it or anything. We just got to look at it, but mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to see a, a horse. Now,
0: um, were you into horses before you were going out with uh, Lisa? Oh, not at all. I had, was like you.
1: I had ridden a couple times. When I was in Boy Scouts, we went to a ranch for our one year for like a camp out. Camp, okay. You know, and we rode horses on one, one of the days. We did like a, you know.
0: Was it an official jamboree?
1: It wasn't. A, I don't know it was an official jamboree. I can't remember. Okay. I don't don't remember. But it could have been. But I don't, don't know. Were you, you were a Cub Scout? I was a, a Cub Scout. Not yeah. a Boy Scout? Not a Boy Scout. You no. never became
0: a Boy Scout? No, I gave up because I was missing emergency. <laughs>
1: okay. Emergency was much more important. I thought you
0: were, okay, the TV show. I thought you were missing your emergency training. No, no, no. And I so was... you had to become a, an emergency technician or something to become a Boy no. Scout. Okay.
1: I was missing emergency, the TV show which was more important. The same reason that I I, I stopped uh a camera club at school was because it was interrupting it was at the same time as the goodies were on <laughs> TV. It's like you know what? Comedy shows are more important than cameras. What can I say?
0: One of the first things I did when I was in kindergarten was try to convince my uh, teacher to let us out early so we could watch Prices Right. They did <laughs> not go for it. If it would have been the good news, they probably would have. Because they had just become the hour-long Prices Right. Oh, uh, okay. And I was like, we're missing an hour of Prices Right. You don't understand. <laughs> They've got the wheel now. It was amazing. The wheel I, you know, I like it was that, new, I like that show well enough, but I don't remember. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> yes, um you know, it'll be fun. Mm. It's like uh, if you have the prices right, and uh, you know the you know the Yodeling man one that I'm talking about, right yep, likeY yeah, you know, you know, yep. right, so you have the thing, and he goes off the edge, and then I was like, oh, bomb, and everyone's sad, and I was like, okay, yeah. uh, well, we'll be right back, and then when you come back, there's a little funeral for him, like tiny family <laughs> about the same size. And then, just at the bottom of the mountain, it's like this is what he loved. This is where he'd want to be buried. He was his happiest times with climbing yeah, that mountain. Yeah. And and the and the wife is like looking over at the contestant, just going, "Don't blame yourself. Don't blame yourself. You couldn't have known that Maxwell House coffee was three dollars when you thought it was what a buck." <laughs> Have you ever bought coffee, you moron? Now my husband's dead. I'm sorry. It's 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 so fresh. Yeah, it's so fresh. It says fresh as Maxwell House (laughs) coffee. Uh, that's good. If they had a
1: plug for for Maxwell House in there, that'd be good.
0: Yeah, And then it comes up like uh, this funeral sponsored by Maxwell House because we couldn't afford it. He was the breadwinner in the family. Now he's
1: dead. No, she's right though. I was I I was buying some Maxwell House the other day for Lisa because she likes. Just having instant coffee in the morning, because she doesn't care what it tastes like, apparently. Me neither. She just wants, she just wants the... Uh, I have an
0: espresso machine here, and I yeah. will make some, but, you know, or I'll just pour a package of something in a thing, and it does the job, right? That's all she wants. Yeah, what flavor heroin do you like? <laughs> really doesn't matter. I'm really in it for other reasons. So, uh, I went to
1: buy some, it was like, $9 for a jar of this junk. I was like, what the heck? That's crazy.
0: By the way, speaking of heroin... <laughs> um, which we weren't which we weren't oh, wait you were I am now okay uh what is the name of the movie that was the uh, documentary that I believe it won uh and it's the mountain climber the that guy free solo free solo yeah I was watching uh I haven't seen the movie free solo but I have seen a lot of uh, the making of free Solo. okay it looks terrifying to me it looks terrifying and they talk about how much he enjoys it. Mm. And it's like, what are you going to do? you got to like let him do what he loves. And there's a point when I was watching it, and I just turned to my wife and just went, why doesn't he just do heroin? Because, <laughs> look, I get that heroin's dangerous. Yes. But pe- people... Everyone who yeah. tries heroin yeah. No one goes eh Everyone goes it's so good It's the best yeah. And I would not recommend heroin to anyone yeah. Except a guy whose alternative is, is climbing with no rope Up the side of a mountain Like if you talk to the two, what's, why the do two he, dangerous things why, why, why
1: do you not want him to do that?
0: Because he'll fall off
1: but if he's okay with it, you should be okay with it.
0: No, no, no. He's getting a thrill out of this. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Also, would be a thrill that would probably <laughs> well, get I don't know that if dopamine a going. Real thrill. Like, really? Yeah. Everyone seems it's to more say it's, of like a numbing sort of thing. Everyone's. Mm, I don't know. People I have, seem to say it's pretty good. Oh, so should he do ecstasy then instead? I don't think he. I think he should just climb. I think he should oh, do what he wants. Oh, I don't think so. I like. I look at this. There's a I,
1: fun video of him. You know those kind is of is it though? <laughs> they're okay. like those Vanity Fair videos or or whatever, okay. and and where they have like an expert talking about sure things in movies and are they oh realistic yes I've seen a little bit of that. And so there's one with him yes talking about various movies yes um, Mission Impossible two mm-hmm. Terminal Velocity is it, is it Terminal Velocity the one where they're no Vertical Limit
0: okay how about Cliffhanger called? Is that... Cliffhangers in
1: there okay and There's uh, another movie I can't remember oh what it's is called. it the,
0: the 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 um sorry. The oh, Clint po- Eastwood
1: one? Uh- no, it's not. Point Break is in there. The remake of Point Break okay. is in there. And he kind of goes through the films. The one he liked the most was Mission Impossible 2. Okay. He felt that one was the most realistic of the ones that he could see. He said, right. it's, he said it's it's realistic, but it's not realistic. It's mm-hmm. realistically, but then turned up to 11. But he also said that he knows someone who climbed that face, mm-hmm. and they found little plastic handholds had been... Uh, Put into the cliff face, mm-hmm. so he must have had a few cheat spots there to help to help him out. Which is fine. I, you know, we don't want, we don't want Tom Cruise falling to his death trying to no. entertain us for a dumb movie.
0: No, he'll do that soon enough.
1: But what was interesting talking about the Clint Eastwood film, The Iger Sanction, is what you're thinking mm-hmm. of. Is he brings it up at the end of the episode? It's not a film that he that was brought on for him, brought for him to talk about, but he just mentions and says that's the best climbing film that's right. ever been made. And I would agree. Like I have seen that movie, and it's. Those climbing sequences are really good, like really well done, right? And r- feel really real. And in fact, mo- most of them were real. Like, like there's a scene where Clint Eastwood climbs this. This it's, it has a name, like the Needle or whatever. It's a real, right. it's a real thing in 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 the uh, in the states. And and yeah, they actually he didn't do the act. He didn't do the actual climb. They had a person. He did do some actual climbing for the film, but this thing was you know it's so it's so extreme that they had an actual climber climb it, and it is. Really impressive, Watch this person climb this thing. And even when they get to the top of it, right. and it is Clint Eastwood at the top of it, and there's like a helicopter spinning shot of him standing on this narrow yeah. thing, and it's just like, you know, it's so high up, and you're just like, ugh. <laughs> I just don't even want to think about it.
0: Yeah, and they're also, also up there with him is uh, the other guy who's in like all the- uh, George Kennedy. George Kennedy from yeah. uh, all the uh, air, airport movies, mm. the sex symbol from all the airport movies. I think, isn't he in Police Squad? He is in police squad, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um yeah, I was going like he's not an airplane, no. but he isn't an airplane like thing, which is police <laughs> squad, which is that and that. I, I guess I'm looking at it and I just go like, okay, so he I get that it's pleasurable and joyful. Yeah. And you're looking at the guy who is really good at it. Mm-hmm. So good. But then he when has you huge
1: hands. Okay, he has huge hands. Like he's like he's
0: made either to play the piano or to climb, sure. <laughs> climb sheer faces of rock. Okay, fair enough. But why not? Why not have the uh, the rope? Why not have the safety? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm on your side there. I, like, I don't think I it's, get the pleasure of the I don't view understand. and whatever, yeah. But there's something in him that's like I need that thrill, mm-hmm. that adrenaline, that thing. And it that could be that, like, or
1: what? he doesn't feel f- fear because there are people who do not
0: experience fear. Okay, well that feels like that's almost a disease, right? Like that doesn't feel like, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it feel like it? It feels like it's, you're, that, you're yeah. that, that disease that mice have mm-hmm. where they'll just walk into a cat's mouth because they've, uh, they've uh, lost the ability to feel fear. Mm. And so they're now no longer safe. And a mouse will just come up to you or a cat and it will get killed. Yeah. And it's because something's gone wrong with their brain. Now, okay. I understand, like if, if, if someone doesn't feel fear, yeah. I know we've got a thing where we're like, well, then they're brave. And we think that's a noble thing. I don't think thing. that's bravery okay. if you don't feel no, fear. No, I think, like, well, I think just... overcoming fear is bravery. <laughs> yeah, but it feels like, well, that's that's me climbing right. that cliff face. That would be brave, right? You know, <laughs> this is this terrified. is this, to me like there's something there where you might want to go. Like maybe he shouldn't be doing that. Maybe if they, if you're not feeling the fear. I don't know. I don't just uh, to me because life is. I guess life is precious to me. And like when you're risking it for, yeah. what are you going to do? Are you risking it to like save some people? Are you risking it to make a discovery? Yeah. Like you're going to find something there? No, I'm I'm doing it for for the thrill. Yeah, for the thrill of the thrill. I'm like okay. Is there anything that could be that thrilling that would not involve <laughs> you risking your life? Because again, you're seeing the guy who's great at it. Yeah. But for him, for all the great, sure. there's a thousand to ten thousand people that aren't, and they're falling off a cliff right now. Going, that's a, that looks good. I'm gonna free. I'm gonna free go it as well. Yeah. That I mean, this movie I'm sure is going to kill some people. They're gonna try it. They're gonna fall. They're gonna. Die, they're gonna mm. die. You know. Like I mean, it's the, possible, but... Again, they talk about the... There's people the sh- who are
1: dying all the time doing these sort of things, that are climbing skyscrapers that aren't fit completed and right? are taking you know, selfies of themselves in yeah. dangerous places or hanging... And
0: should they be doing that? Should, I mean I'm looking well, at these videos online Of people you know doing It is, uh, it is illegal doing, to climb uh, skyscrapers yeah, But they obviously don't that, give but, a shit about yeah. being arrested If they don't give a shit about falling to their deaths Yeah, I mean they're up on top of a building And they're doing these somersaults and super dangerous things mm-hmm. Jumping off and just grabbing at the last second Yeah, And I'm like Okay, well, you're young mm. and there's something in you that, like, is yeah. getting enough of a dopamine rush from this. And, like, is that a mental illness? Like, is that – because that you are risking your life. You're doing something that's so dangerous that you could die. Yeah. And, you know, you could go, yeah, well, that's fine. You know, so you die and you die. Um, Or – Maybe it's, you shouldn't. <laughs> maybe that's the, maybe that's a not. Maybe I think your life is precious, and when you're 50, you'll be wanting to do something, and your dumb 20-something body yeah. is going. I can make that jump, and like, well, you're also risking like your uh, whole future and everything. Is that okay? Should- it feels like when I see people smoking, you know, when they're young, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're. You you will not get hurt, but your sixty year old self is now going to be a mess." <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "That that guy ugh, really wants to control you right now and go knock it off because you feel like you're the same person, but you're not."
1: Oh well, I just I don't know. It doesn't feel fair to me that we get to make decisions for other people. Well, we like don't. That. We don't.
0: But uh, you I, want to. I want to but I don't get to. Yeah, I, just, I would I, I just don't I worry want about to. I worry about them and I wish I could all offer them an alternative that they would find equally um satisfactory so they don't have to do it. Like if would you get that same kind of thrill from a VR situation or something, would you could you trick your body into thinking you know that you're going through this thing you know and and you still get the exercise of like you've got a thing where you're actually doing a climb yeah but you but you're not really gonna fall to the you know fall to the ground and get killed like you, 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 they talk about like how many corpses are on uh, Mount Everest and it's ridiculous mm, yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous how many dead bodies are up sure. there, and you're like, "Well, is that is that worthwhile? Is that is that a thing? Yeah, like it's all these just, people? But it's
1: just, that's that is really just people being very naive about." what it takes to climb Mount everest don't like, you
0: think people are going to be naive about free climbing the side of a rock as well like that's it's that, a, okay it's a lot, a lot h- more it's a lot prep harder to there's a, lot, lot, a lot more crap to mount everest you've got to buy the equipment you've got to like get a team well you don't have go. you don't have to actually you just have to pay a lot of money to someone okay and
1: they'll provide you with all that like it's actually really easy to attempt to climb mount everest mm-hmm. it's very hard to climb mount everest like there are people who die at the top of Mount Everest because they stay there for too long. Yeah. And they just their body can't can't, um because of the the elevation, mm-hmm. their body can't properly uh use, use the oxygen. And so they actually even though they're breathing oxygen, their body can't um, you know, whatever it's convert it into right. it can't oxygenate the blood or whatever, and so they just asphyxiate. So really what you're supposed to do is get there, go hooray, and then start back down again to get into safe safe yeah. levels.
0: It's interesting when you're talking about the guy There's a
1: piano on the side of Mount Everest. Is that right? Yeah. And you're right, there are bodies there. And there are so many there are so many bodies there that there are used as markers for for finding your way up up the uh like you can tell your elevation by, oh, this dead body that shows we're here. Wouldn't you think it would be a great place
0: to uh, hide a murder victim? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't, because it's so. It would be so hard to. Do you mean if you talked your murder victim into climbing with
1: you, and no, on the, the way, way, way up it. you got rid of them?
0: No, I mean so you've got a you've got a body you got to yeah. get rid of, right? Sure. So you take said body, yeah, and you take it with you up to a certain, and then you, <laughs> you leave. And then you that. leave it there, okay. and then who would go? Like, oh no, it's true. Cause I you're, mean, you're right. What's the there. best place to hide a body? Is in like uh, a bunch of bodies. But that's crazy. Why? It,
1: because it would be too hard to climb on Everest carrying a corpse. That's
0: why they wouldn't suspect it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't, you don't, you can, you can. You have a bunch you of don't, gear you need to, to the bring. Top. Not to the top. Know, but it's so Just when, just when people start dying generally. Because <laughs> you yeah, must get. But the reason they're, you they're dying. You must get it, thicker with death. As you get closer, right? yeah, yeah. But like, there's a level where it's just like, but it's, this is where people mm, start dying. You need to watch that movie Everest,
1: and that will give you a sense of what what it takes. Okay. And I think you'll be I've thinking seen to yourself, the "Play K two.
0: Does that count? Is that enough? Yeah, well, you know, all right, sort of fine. Uh, but it's weird. To but know, here's when, the thing. I just want to say right, the difference please.
1: between free solo or p- climbing like free solo, and climbing Mount Everest is okay. cl- climbing Mount Everest is basically adventure tourism. You pay a lot of money. Get you pay pay ten thousand dollars. You get you get your shirt. You get all your equipment. Yeah. And then they basically carry you up up the hill. Right. You know you can be a doctor. You can be a dentist from from Illinois if you pay a bunch of money. Because everyone knows
0: dentists from Illinois are the worst mountain climbers. Well, you know and what they, I like is that they're not shooting lions
1: for they're a change. Up there. That's yeah, right good for them. For a
0: they're risking themselves.
1: Well, they're looking for the yeti. Yeah, That's sure. what they want to shoot. And then take his teeth. <laughs> <And> so. <laughs> They're made of gold. And so basically they're just kind of like, you know, cajoled up the hill and hopefully they'll make it all the way. But you know what? That's such a greed fest there now that they're, they're living or dying is really no one's concern. This is basically, we got a bunch of money from this guy. Well, let's start. Let's see what happens. Good luck to him. He's not even, how many climbs has he done? None. Oh, well, this is going to be great. But for what people are, if you want to imitate the guy who's doing free solo, there is no one guide for you. There's no one to help yeah. you do that. You have to start at the bottom of a very steep, cl- cl- you know, yeah. wall of a of a, you know, you're gonna get like ten feet up. Mm-hmm. If you've never climbed, you're gonna get about ten feet up, fifteen feet up, and your legs are gonna start sewing machining like crazy, which means you get so nervous. That you, your leg, your, your yeah. adrenaline starts pumping and your legs start to shake like mad and you can't climb any further. And then you have to go back down again, or you're going to get up a certain point and you're going to slip and fall because you're not experienced yeah. enough to do what this person's doing. Like it's be very difficult for an inexperienced climber to get
0: to like but a fatal point But I think even, even an experienced climber would be, but, but, but let me just ask you this. Sure. Like there's two things okay. I want to, I got two points to make. Uh, <laughs> okay. one is I just remember like my, uh, my old roommate, uh, you know, uh, would would occasionally show me like pictures of things that him and his brother would do brothers would do on the weekend. Yeah. And they'd go like uh there was a, there was a mountain actually named after their family. Okay. And they would go on this climb of the mountain. They'd show me like going around corners on this mountain and it would be like less than a foot of a path. Wow. And they'd do the the shimming along okay. and there's pictures of them doing that. Yeah. And this is a person. do who, they have? They had ropes though, right? No. Oh okay. no, no, not shimming along the path. This is like basically going on like an extreme hike. Yeah. So they oh, wouldn't okay. do like a, a climb, climb, but it'd yeah. be like risky, risky. Yeah. You know, yeah, it would yeah. be like jumping from one thing to another, and it's just you could. If you slip, you fall, you die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's not a climb, climb. But to me, when I saw that, you know, he this was a guy who would not ever think of smoking because you know it's dangerous and it's his health and he's got plans for his life you know he wants to have a family he wants to do this he wants to do that and i'm like well you're walking on this thing and if it feels to me you're not you know this is not the worthwhile risk Mm. for you know what you're what you're doing are you how much enjoyment are you getting out of this is it worth you die or you're in a wheelchair or you're into this because that's what you're risking there is that worthwhile? And so I always thought that was weird at the time. But then again, I was scared of heights. <laughs> but the, the fellow from, from, from Free Solo. Yes. Um, I like something. Yeah, it which it I'm Alex sorry Paul? they let Ron Howard direct. I wish they'd gone with the original director of Free Solo. Um, I made that joke at work to someone who's oh, a big did Star Wars you? fan. How did and it, it went over
1: like a lead balloon.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. crashed and hit me on the foot, actually. Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah. I wonder if anyone's ever tried to uh, to actually like uh, fly a lead balloon like see if you if you could put enough stuff in it that it would float <laughs> anyway Um but the the fella who, from from this movie uh, is terrified of speaking to people, like in public, like when when he was younger, like he couldn't mm. talk to people, like he had a hard time going to school mm. and that kind of stuff. And like, so he had fear, mm-hmm. but his fear wasn't of this thing. Mm. So you know, there was a there was a fear thing. But if someone maybe does have psychologically no fear, yeah, is should they be allowed to, to exist? Should they be allowed to do dangerous things? Or is that? Does that qualify as a mental illness that endangers them? If you do not have the ability to feel fear, you cannot make then a decision that would protect yourself. You are uh, missing that ability. Yeah. Hmm.
1: No. I don't.
0: I don't think so. I Very mean... good. Your answer is no. <laughs> well, I I'm. Just...
1: I'm on the fence about it. I'm not sure. I think someone. I think people have the right
0: to make choices. I mean, well, he, no, he knows. okay, but he can't make a choice. He doesn't. He, does, he well. Can't. He is a no. But still, I'm saying. I'm saying the circumstance he, I'm laying out there. That's not a choice because you no, don't no, have no. the right criteria. He, okay. Or
1: ability. Okay. No. No. Okay. He still. Understands risk yes. Just because you don't feel fear it doesn't mean you don't understand The risk right. of your behavior Risk is his business Risk is his business So he knows that If he falls from this This steep This mountain Right
0: Like when Tom Cruise Is in that uh, That movie And he's hanging from it And he turns around and goes Now this is some risky business Right <laughs> he been, says that That went good And then he gets to the top And he goes Now I'm the top gun And like <laughs> stop naming your movies <laughs> Well, look over there That's far and away <laughs> Days of thunder so-and-so right, go ahead. <laughs> keep on trying let's see what else what else what other
1: Tom of cruise movies are there wait oh i got up here because i did all the right moves
0: yeah why'd you climb up there i was bored on the fourth of july
1: <laughs> what <laughs>
0: okay okay are you scared up there i kept my eyes wide shut nice
1: not really I'm
0: enjoying the vanilla sky there you go nice
1: um I can't remember. So because the You can keep
0: going with these movies. Even if
1: you feel fear even if you don't feel fear, you still understand the the risk of what you're doing. They're not they're not idiots. Like, they're not an imbecile. No,
0: no.
1: It just means that they're missing something that you and I have in spades, right. which is a sense of risk <laughs> and danger. Right. Like think of someone like Lisa, my beautiful wife, okay, who spent her teenage years riding pell mell on a horse back and forth in, in these crazy competitions. Like 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 just in to me like that's that's dangerous too like jumping on a horse and racing down as fast as you can to pick up a sock on the ground and then hop back on the horse with a stupid sock in your mouth so you can give it to the next teammate you know and you're just horses like barreling towards each other as you're trying to do handoffs and all these that's dangerous or for her riding cross country you know riding across a field on a horse going over jumps and out of view of people you know you're going on this huge course and you know that's that's crazy to me like you know like that's that's risk but if you you know you start at a and then one day you get to m Mm -hmm. you know and and when you're at a m feels very threatening and very scary sure but when you go through a b c d you know up to m Mm -hmm. when you get to m then it doesn't feel that scary because you have the The competence and the expert and the feeling of control that what you're doing will, you'll be safe. Right. You know, and so when you go from M to P, you know, when you go through those steps, that feeling continues, you know. So someone like this person who's climbing these mountains, these, and it feels very scary to us, to him, he is in control of what he's doing and he knows not just the risk, but he knows how to, how to, how to manage the risk of what he's doing. Sure. And also how, what to do in a situation where, You end up in a tight, you know, like there's a part in, in Mission Impossible 2 where Tom Cruise has to do like this iron cross, a backwards iron cross where he's hanging, not facing the mountain, but facing away from it to do this incredible jump to another part of the face in order to, to carry on climbing. And the person, when he's watching this, he says, well, of course, that's silly because you wouldn't, when you get into a tight spot, you, Retreat, and you try and find another way up. You don't make a a risk, you know. You don't make a life threatening, you know, or a or a such yeah. a you know daring thing like where you're jumping and losing all control. Yeah, you know. So to him, but it worked. Because,
0: for it, it worked for the Tom Cruise character because Tom Cruise character likes to take unnecessary risks. Because that's why he. Yeah, that's part of the. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. The character. That's, thing. that's
1: right. Yeah. And, but for him as a person who, but see, he's at M. He feels in control of mm-hmm. what he's doing. Like to us at A, it looks terrifying, right? right? You know, and I wouldn't even say I'm at A. For me at C, as someone who has has scaled, like has done some, a bit of climb, a little bit of climbing. Right. But obviously in a situation with ropes, like with bling and stuff. But I've done a little bit of climbing. So I understand, I'm not going to say I understand what this person does, because to me, it's just hor- horrifying and ter- just so terrifying. I can't even imagine watching mm-hmm. it. But to him, you know, to have the moves to know what to do with your hands yeah. to know what what rock it would like you know is granite good to climb on or is it hard to climb in sandstone is it yeah. different here you know these are all things that he's dealt with and, and understands and he's dealt with them in, in, at E you know so when he gets to M and it feels to us like what are you doing to him it feels like I'm still in control I still don't know what I'm doing sure you know
0: though often it goes A, B, C, D, 3, 5 <laughs> there's a factor in there you didn't suspect
1: there is a factor in there that you don't suspect and i mean there's it's no joke to me that there's so many of those people that with their crazy flying suits and and their and and their you know those those low altitude jumps and stuff they do that you know they're like if you make it to 35 and that's and that's your lifestyle you are doing great yeah because it's really dangerous yeah you
0: look for like again with the free climbers like how many old free climbers are out there? Mm-hmm. Like, where, wh- what age do you stop? <laughs> yeah. Or what a- Like, why aren't there old ones? Is it because you go, like, well, I'm 40, it's time to wrap it up? Could or be. is it, or is it, it wraps it up for you? Yeah. It could be that, too. You know, and also if you asked him, you know, do you have any stories of a time you almost died? You know, yes, like, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. And those are times where, like, he still was the expert that he was. Yeah. And he will probably tell you, I got lucky. And there's yeah. that factor that's in there, too. Sure. So it doesn't matter how but M-, the- M you are. Like m like you can be a very m and that helps your luck, mm-hmm. but there's still luck yeah, in, involved course. in that. And but did Lisa
1: have a horse slip under, underneath her and roll over top of her while she was when she was riding? Uh-huh. Yes, she did. Did she almost die from that? Yes, she did. Did that make her stop riding? No, it didn't. No, you know because that's part of the risk of what she loves to do
0: and and yet you, you, you think of like someone like a Christopher Reeve I'm sure he enjoyed the writing as well mm-hmm. and then there you go and there, there okay. you are that's
1: that's a diff, sort of a different factor because there were there are factors that that were you know like kind of outside of the writing discipline okay. that okay. also caused problems with okay. what happened to him so you know there's elements of someone like Christopher Reeve who is should be at D who's doing G right and that's very dangerous you need to Build, you need to have your, your experience has to match your ambitions, you know okay. what I mean?
0: And that, but then again, there's always going to be the but little yes, factor that'll be the, in there. There always is, yeah. There
1: always is. Lisa just had a student slip in the snow while she was riding and fall and, and badly break her wrist. That's a, a risk of what you're doing, but if you love doing it, mm-hmm. it's so hard to say to someone, No, you can't, mm-hmm. no, you can't do what you love. I know that is yeah. who you are, but you, I won't let you do it.
0: Well, it's okay, it's who you it's who you are because you also there's there's other things like you, you, cuz you're giving them the option of like this is a thing that we will allow say kids to do as in like you will allow kids to play hockey or football or something mm-hmm. sure. and like in america especially with the concussions and just yeah. like you know we'll still let kids do it and they love it and all the football players would say i love it and it's fine but it gives you brain damage and it messes you up and then at a certain point what are you going to do mm-hmm. so you know is it okay to let the kids do the thing that will give them will give them this harm some do fine some do, some do not. Uh, but but just on a another note, with the Tom Cruise thing, wanted to get your opinion on this and, and see what you think. And maybe we've we've brought this up before. Did we ever talk about the Halo jump from that uh, uh, the last Mission Impossible uh, movie? Tom Cruise did not in detail. I don't think. Okay, so this was something uh, someone was discussing, and I went, "That's an interesting point." Um, Because Tom Cruise broke his ankle on the set of, uh, you know, because he didn't let the stunt man do the stunt, and he went, "I want to do it," and that's his thing. He likes doing stunts, Mm -hmm. and so he really. I was watching this uh, big long video about how they did the Halo jump, Mm -hmm. and they really, which by the
1: way is high altitude, low low opening. Yeah, that's
0: right. So it's it's quite a dangerous thing to do, and uh, and so he
1: and so I mean, it has its dangers, but but you know, he's obviously someone who. I mean, when you if you watch the video, there's a lot of people. He has a huge support staff around him yes, that does. are there. There's a woman whose job was just to put his parachute into, you know, just to yep. make sure his parachute was absolutely perfectly right. ready every time. But
0: they will let you know that it was still had mm-hmm. a, a sizable amount of risk. Amount yep. of risk. Yep. Um, but but and so. Uh I was watching this video about it and they were showing showing this and yeah. him doing the thing and all the prep and then afterwards uh someone was talking about it and was saying just like, Yeah, and that was uh, how did it look on film? Eh, it looked fine. It could have been done with special effects just as easily and it would have looked just as good. I do have done it. You, I don't think so. I don't think oh, it would have looked yeah. as
1: real as it does in the in the film. I don't like. think it made a
0: difference. Really? Do you yeah. think so? Oh yeah.
1: I think it looked a lot better than it would have looked. Yeah. Uh,
0: I disagree. Um and like and, if you look at this compare Compare that to someone
1: flying in a movie, mm-hmm. in a superhero movie, whatever. Obviously, with a green screen or just a cartoon character that we're watching. No, like not talking
0: but having to actually make it like uh, that high in altitude. Like you could have mm. altered the look of the sky to to give. Well, the, they needed
1: time for the, for the stunt, though. So they had to have a certain amount mm-hmm. of time. In order to act out the situation that's happening in the film as well. Because there's a scenario in the sky, right? Yeah. Where the character, one character gets knocked unconscious by that's a, right. a lightning, like a lightning bolt, even when he decides to jump when he shouldn't. That's right. So, first thing, Tom Cruise's character... But it's not a million million miles different than yeah. the,
0: Okay, it's not a million miles different than others other uh, things we've seen in movies where someone's someone's falling and doesn't have a shoot say mm-hmm. and then the other person has to go and give them a shoot yeah. or something like that or someone's yeah. got a thing and they got it and they fight mm. in the middle air or, yeah, yeah. or what have you but that it was an actual halo thing mm. the argument there was uh, Tom Cruise because he wanted it to look like that yeah endangered put other people in danger because he wanted this look mm. and it's not worth in risking the life of these stunt people. Stunt people didn't die, but yeah. stunt people could have died. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're an artist and you're doing this kind of thing, I get that you like or you know I, like the free climbing thing, you know. Okay, you're risking your own life. Yeah. But in a case where like you've got a Tom Cruise, thing, sure. You know, maybe you're breaking your own ankle. Okay, that's your risk. Yeah. Maybe you're doing the mountain climbing thing and maybe you fall. That's your risk. Yeah, when you're doing it with all the other people, and you are literally risking the life of these stunt people here, mm-hmm. uh, is that okay for for that look? Was that cool enough to risk the lives of the stunt? Now, stunt people do risk their lives.
1: Yeah, I was going to say they, and, do, they do, and risk. it's their choice. They're so so not forced then, to right, do so this. Then, of course.
0: Well, it's it's tough to turn down something like if you're in Mission Impossible, but you know, when, you
1: still if you'd feel like there, if you feel like it's a set that's not safe, you could say no to it. When you're
0: pushing the envelope, that that far is that is that okay for for you know you could say art you could say entertainment but it almost feels like to me it feels like that's an ego thing for for tom cruise to go like i did this stunt i did this amazing stunt but you're but uh, you're always risking other people you know what, for, i'll
1: disagree with you there like i okay, felt like the, you don't feel I felt it's the, an ego thing i felt like the airplane one was an ego thing like the airplane stunt at the, at the opening of of uh where he's
0: on the outside of the airplane yeah Ro- okay. of rogue nation
1: I, to me that felt um what's the word i'm looking for it felt uh just, oh, there's a word for it. Separate I can't think from of it. the movie, it, yeah, just, it, it, just was, it just made it look like he's yeah. doing it for doing it. Yeah, because okay. it didn't really have anything, it wasn't integral to the plot of the film mm-hmm. as, as a film. It was more of a cold opening, like a James Bond thing. And and I still enjoyed it. You know, it's a, it's a fun sequence, but it's just kind of like, you know, why? But I, the Halo jump like it's an extreme comparison but i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it out anyway because sure, sure. I can bring out another comparison to it, which is also a dangerous stunt that was done practically in the air in reality but if you compare tom Cruise's halo jump in fall in, in fallout to roger moore 's parachute stunt mm-hmm. in in uh, Moonraker mm-hmm. where he has a fight in midair with jaws like you can there's a you can tell the difference between sure. when it's the act the actor doing it. And when it's stuntmen doing it with cutaways to actors, you know, with their, I guess they're on a stool with their, you know, kind of stretching their arms out, flapping their arms and doing something. Um, and then to the point of, of stuntmen risking their lives in order for a stunt, think about the opening sequence, which I think is a really great sequence to the Dark Knight Rises where they have that, the plane in midair hanging there. That's a really, that's a really dangerous stunt as well that involves a lot of stunt people. Mm -hmm. Like, all those people who did that, who coordinated that sequence, it was dangerous, but they are super proud of what they did. The same way that all those people mm. who work with Tom Cruise on that Halo jump are super proud of the work they did. You can see it in their faces when they're talking about doing it. When you watch the documentary, mm-hmm. which I did, cause I have the DVD of that film. And sure. so it has that stuff on there. And they're like so proud of what they did mm-hmm. to make, to make that jump seem real and, and feel like so, you know, and i think the fact that everyone's sharing the challenge the dangers and the challenge of that situ- of that scene i think you know like you don't feel like anyone's there like kind of like oh i don't know why we couldn't just get a couple of like veteran jumpers to do it and then just you know cgi tom cruise's face on- onto it they did that but the thing is is that they did that with um they did that with daniel craig in Uh, Not Spectre in Skyfall in the market scene when he's riding the motorcycle. There's a stuntman riding and they and they CGI uh, Daniel Craig's face onto it and it looks terrible. Mm. So when you're watching it in the theater, you're like, oh, that's a that's not his face. That's that's Daniel Craig's face put onto Mm. someone else's face. I never
0: noticed that, but okay.
1: You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm more hyper aware of it or whatever because it kind of bothers me when when that happens. And so when that when they do stuff like that, it takes you to the movie for you know, kind of like oh, hmm." you know, like I, I. I'm not mad that they use stunt people for in movies because it's very dangerous what they do, and it's good that there's people.
0: No, I'm not mad at stun people either. I just wonder like where, where, where's the line where this is worth, you know, mm. this is worth like again, I that uh, the uh, rescuing Bane or whatever that scene yeah. that is an amazing scene. That's a great scene, and that's on IMAX, so it was really <laughs> impressive. Yeah, that's a very that's a very cool scene. It feels yes. it feels to it's me better like, than the movie. My my worry is that at some point, like a Tom Cruise thing. Where it just feels like he's got to prove something every film, like mm-hmm. he's got to prove something every I, film. I don't think he's trying to prove something though. I think he's what he
1: wants to do is give you the the viewer of the movie a kind of ultimate experience mm-hmm. of of what Miss, the Mission Impossible films are, which is this, you know, kind of breakneck yeah uh, movie. Like if you if you like took all the action scenes out of Followed, you'd have like five minutes of film. Like it's right. just insane how much action there is in that movie. Because you know he's doing stuff all the time in that movie that's dangerous. There's a he's riding a motorcycle against traffic in in the you know in the um, by the Arc de Triomphe by yeah. the the plastic all there um, like that's that's crazy. Yeah, you know he's flying a helicopter. He's in Dubai. He's climbing up
0: the thing. Like it's all yes. Yeah, that's the, right. He's yeah. on the
1: on the the uh, what is it? I can't remember. What it's called the. Uh, the needle anyway there in yeah. uh in dubai yeah that's that's crazy too that that sequence is crazy too but it the reality of it makes it feel like it feels more whatever you know like mm. when he has Vis- to
0: visceral sorry, yeah
1: when so. he jumps when he has to jump and then they grab him and they and they and the, you know the the um jeremy renner you know ca- yeah. catches his, his pant leg and then the I can't remember the name of the actress. Who, Simon Pegg? Not, No, I don't think it's Simon Pegg. I think it's the, act, the actress who's there. Oh, right, right, okay. Who grabs onto Jeremy Renner's
0: yeah, legs. that's a very good scene.
1: But it works because of what happens before it, because you have the feeling of danger. So, when that happens, you're not like, oh, it's just a green screen. I thingy. guess I, oh,
0: I wonder. Like, I know you're saying green screen. But, like, we're, we're in such a world now where I feel like we can duplicate so many things that if you could duplicate... Uh, like to equal effect the halo jump or that climb yeah. and you don't have to risk the actor's life should you still risk the actor's life for the thrill of but maybe i don't
1: the- i don't think you can duplicate it i don't think we're there yet with our technology maybe in 10 years our cgi will be at that point where it can yeah. it can do that or i just
0: wonder how much stuff they like with something like a um, uh, captain america uh winter soldier with uh you know uh th- those were amazing stunts like it yeah. just is go 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 mm-hmm. but i can't remember ever seeing and again i didn't watch making ofs too much of yeah. that yeah but i don't remember hearing a lot of stories of oh and this person almost died and this was such a risk for this person yeah like it feels like when you got the marvel movies even though they've got thrilling action sequences you don't hear that whew, oh today we almost did but with the well, you with, don't get that um, in the Fallout though no but you do get that yeah you do get that with a mission impossible because it's always like tom cruise just broke his thumb oh he just broke his ankle oh he messed this up oh he came so close to dying it's like well i don't want to hear that i don't want him to be you know yeah. hurt. it's like he's jackie channing it you know it's just like it's also a, admirable like i i really admire that like because you know
1: why I like, like say Buster Keaton, right? Isn't just that he's funny; it's that he's has this amazing physical control. Yeah, you know, and that's really admirable to me. And I feel the same way about Tom Cruise. That that's admirable to me that he has this amazing no, physical the, control. The Physical control is
0: great. I just don't like if there was a way of like, okay, Buster Keaton's got that house falling on. Yeah. Him, okay, and he's falling through the window, the window thing, yeah. and it's amazing. Yeah. So uh, brushes his sleeve. That's dangerous and mm-hmm. could have killed him. Yes. Hey, if there was a way of doing that. That wouldn't have. killed There were crew him. members who
1: left this this the set because so they didn't want to be there for that stunt.
0: Sure. So if there was a if there was a way of doing that where it wouldn't have killed him, mm-hmm. would that's w- would that be okay to like just make it <laughs> make it safer? Like to me to me it's like well the reason but here's the problem the what I know that you got what the weight it, and the impact. Yeah, what made
1: it dangerous wasn't wasn't the weight of the wall. Like, if he had, if it was lighter, the winds and stuff like that, that was happening. Sorry, by the way, for the
0: ice that I keep bringing up. (laughs) Uh,
1: What made it dangerous was the winds because it was, it was supposed to be during a a cyclone or during like a hurricane. And so they had to make it really rigid so that it wouldn't twist as it fell from the, from the wind Mm. effects. And so that's why it was really heavy because he, that's not the first time he did that sequence. He did that sequence in another, in a short, mm. a few years before that, but it was a much lighter wall because they could just use a breakaway wall that was quite, that, you know, safe and kind of flimsy. And if it had hit him, right. it was, would have hurt him, but it wouldn't have killed him. It just would have, you know, broke, you know, it would have broken up. But, but when they did it in uh, Steamboat Bill Jr., it had to be really rigid and stiff because they didn't want it to twist as it fell and, or move and hit him. So it had to be super heavy. That's why they did it that way. Mm. But. Yes, it is, it is scary. It is scary. But once again, Buster Keaton is a person who grew up doing physical stunts uh-huh. his whole life. So when it came to that point, he felt that he had the, the knowledge, the expertise, the know-how and, and the physical ability to do that sequence and do sure. it safely to, to find that mark. Cause it's not, he doesn't just stand there and it falls on him. He runs into frame, stands there and then it falls yeah. on him. So he has to run into frame, stand in the exact spot. It's amazing. It is amazing. And you know the amazing thing you can see you know the halo jump, the house falling down on him, the crazy climb, and Mission Impossible Two
0: is that he did it. Well, let me ask you this. You know? So okay, we got a picture in the bathroom of Safety Last, the yes. uh, Harold uh, Lloyd film. Yeah. So he's hanging, out, which is a thrilling film. Sure it is. Yeah, uh, it's hanging off the clock. Yeah. It's amazing. Then you then if you see how it's made, he's he's in no danger really. No, well, not much danger. Yeah, there's a platform underneath and what have you. But it's thrilling when you watch it. Like, it's oh my god, a building
1: built on top of another building right. to look like it. Oh my, yeah. oh
0: my word! Yeah. Would that have been better if he was in actual danger, like hanging? No, like, would that have been a more thrilling? No, no. type, uh, type situation. But Buster Keaton also did things of like that where he no, didn't. No, I use, get you. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying. It's like if there's a way of doing it mm-hmm. that uh, cheats it and sure. you don't endanger the actor. Yeah. that's the way to go, right? That doesn't take away. Yeah, yeah of course. Because you, yeah, even though want, even though really you see him hanging, yeah. you still get the thrill. Mm-hmm. It's equal thrill. But here's the thing.
1: You okay. could do that movie now and have him really hanging from a building and do it really safely mm-hmm. and have that, that thrill. Because we can now take the, all the cable work and stuff like that out of the image. Right. So we can use computers to erase all of the safety stuff. Just like in Mission Impossible 2 or in Mission Impossible uh, Fallout when he's climbing up the mountain face at the end of right. the film. You know, if you watch the documentary, he's got like six or seven cables attached to him, so that he's safe on that on that yeah. mountain face as he climbs up, and that's all removed by a computer. Like we could do a modern safety last and have it yeah. have the camera, you know, come up and tilt down and look down, and be very terrifying feeling as the audience. You could get that vertigo effect yeah. and stuff like that, which is very effective in that moment. If you want to create fear, you know, it's kind of like in that scene in um, uh, the film with The Walk. With uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt when he plays the French uh, tightrope walker who walked, yeah. walked between the Twin Towers. When he first steps out on the tightrope and the camera comes up and then goes mm-hmm. over top of him so you can see how high up he was, that's, you know, like that made me wish I'd seen the film on IMAX because it's so vertiginal, if that's a word, where you're yeah. just like staring down, 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 you know, and that, you know, that, re- that feeling of reality in that moment, I don't know how real it was, what we're looking at. But it's terrifying, you know. And they create the, that feeling very well—that feeling of terror. It's interesting how like
0: our uh, bodies react to that. There's a, um, but there's, here's a person. Oh, go ahead.
1: Who, speaking of someone, yeah. There's a person who walked across a
0: tightrope. Yes, they did three Illega- or four times illegally. Yeah. Sat
1: down on it. Yeah. You know, and that was that was an achievement they will never not be amazingly proud of you know like it's something that they were driven to do right and we're watching a movie that celebrates it right you know and you don't want that movie i guess
0: not really no (laughs) Well, I again, I have a, I love that movie. I have it's a strong memory amazing. of like being a kid and I went yeah. to the Ringling Brothers Circus. Yeah, and I enjoyed you know it's the scene of this and the that and it was all exciting and it was weird because Ronald McDonald was there too and I was like what's he doing here? Uh, he's not a, he's not a clown for circus. Uh, but then they had a typewriter walker yeah. and as the typewriter walker was going across, they did the thing a typewriter walker does, which mm. they act like they're going to fall. Yeah. They act like something's gone wrong because they fake it because it's not enough for us monsters <laughs> to see someone risk their life going across in a wire. We've got sure. to see them. Yeah. Wait, we want to see them almost die. No, it's good. And and as they were doing this, yeah. you know, I was like, oh my gosh! And I was really worried for them. Mm-hmm. And then they got to the other side, and I was talking to uh, my either my mom or my dad about it. And he went, oh, don't worry, that's just that's a fake thing that yeah. they do to because people like that to see like someone almost fall. Yeah. And I I did want to stand up and just go, well, you're all a bunch of bastards. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, it's not worth it. That, like, like I ever <laughs> was there. No net for this person. No, there wasn't a net. Oh, okay. No, not for the type of walker. Mm. Not at all. There's not. Uh, you know. So it's like um, I'm watching this person, and and at the time in my little kid brain, you know, I'm not saying it as articulately as this. It was just like it's not worth you risking your life for us fucking rubes. Like we paid nothing. I'm eating yeah. popcorn. I'm gonna forget about this tomorrow. Mm. It's not worth you literally risking your life. You know, something goes wrong, you have a cramp. Yeah. You know, you have you you don't you have a seizure. Something goes wrong, something f- gets in your eye. You will fall to your death. It has happened before. There's no reason for this, that, the, the, that our entertainment is you risking your life for us. That's a weird but thing he's to only, me.
1: But he's only doing it partly for you, because right. a lot of it is for him.
0: But the point is that like he's he, entertaining us.
1: Yes, because he's doing what he loves, though. He's
0: walking on a tightrope. Like, he's... So he might love it. He, it's a job. Maybe he doesn't like it today. Maybe he's sick of walking on a tightrope <laughs> today. Maybe he is. Maybe it's, it's time like for him to move job. on. Who likes their job 24-7? But it's something he learned to do because he, he loves it. It's something he trained to do. That's true. Yeah. But, but he trained to do it because we're cool with that. That we're like, please, risk your life for us. Great. It's like when you see the trapeze artist, yes, there's a risk. But there is the net. And it's still thrilling. You're yeah. seeing acrobatic skill, and it's amazing. Mm. But if they fall, they're going to land in a net. It's yeah. going to be OK. But this guy... We're like, no, 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 no. You take the net away. Yeah. You fool, you fucking die, because this is our entertainment. (laughs) And you fake that you're almost going to die, because that's how we roll. Yeah. Second, I got to get the door. (laughs) He's so
1: mad. I, I don't know. I feel, I don't feel that way about it. I mean, I guess it's true, but isn't it better to, isn't it better to have a world where people can have fun?
0: So what is our what is our fun like? Is our it, where's the fun come from? That like isn't there not it enough of a thrill to see something amazing? I'm not talking about the audience. I'm talking about the person doing it, risking risking their life for a thrill. Yeah, like okay. People do it all the time. I do. I see. Look, I I enjoy a fail army video, and if you yeah. watch a fail army, there video, you go. There's people. You're going to see kinds of dumb A bunch things. of people doing stuff that yeah. could paralyze them for life, possibly. You know? But
1: we're, pe- human beings are, rem- are remarkably. Uh, Bouncy
0: Okay, It's uh, true, like you
1: watch those things sure. And it just feels like that guy is this, He's just
0: not walking away from that And he gets up and walks away from it That's true, you know why? Because those are the videos they show you mm. They're not showing you the ones where things go wrong Because they, that would be horrible You're not going to see the one where the guy snaps his neck and is in a wheelchair And the next thing he's in a wheelchair and is like wah, wah. they oh, not show you an, those That's a different channel mm. than, than, than Fail Army I
1: saw a person get his nose cut off one time cause
0: Not on Fail Army you didn't no, you didn't it was just on, it on America's Funniest it Videos. It was on YouTube. It was on YouTube. Dear
1: God, YouTube! Because it, it, his friends thought it would be—he and his friends thought it'd be fun oh. if he held a hot dog in his mouth,
0: uh-huh.
1: and then someone cut it with a samurai sword. Jesus Christ! <laughs> they cut off his nose.
0: Oh my God! Oh yes. Oh my God! I can't even People tell you are how dumb.
1: <laughs> now that's something I would say you shouldn't do, and I would. I would be happy if people said you couldn't do that.
0: Right. I mean, again. Please don't
1: swing swords at people. When
0: I was, uh, yeah, when I was in college, I was, I still had a little fear of heights, but like I look at the stuff that I did Mm -hmm. and uh, it amazes me the risks I took like on rafters and stuff and okay. caters. Yeah. And I I always used to say actually in, when I was in high school was theater class was about the only class where they regularly ask you to risk your life. Mm. Like literally ask you to risk your life and you had to, and the grade was the same as the rest of the classes where it's like, okay, go change that light. And you had to climb this enormous skinny little fricking ladder yeah. to get to the top and do the thing. And it's like, you don't got a harness on. If you fall, you die the end, you know? And they're just like, yeah, go do it. Like, <laughs> They never tell you to do that in any other class. Maybe in a gym where you have to climb that rope and get to the ceiling and ring a bell. And if you let go of that, you're going to, like, snap your everything. But aside from that, no. And we're like, what? Again, once again, why am I telling people not to smoke? You know, (laughs) enjoy enjoy a
1: smoke. Why not you? Well, it's not really your job to tell people not to smoke.
0: Well, it depends if they're in my house.
1: Well, yes, that's different than.
0: Or if they're underage. Just uh,
1: standing on your your yard, yelling at people walking by, smoking. Get quit smoking. Don't you guys know what that's gonna
0: do to you? Yeah, they but do. But at least they're not on a mountain. They do. They're they not on the side of them. a mountain.
1: <laughs> there you go. I guess you can start putting these things into perspective now. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm saying you shouldn't <laughs> probably do heroin, but if you if it was between climbing a mountain and being on heroin, I'd go like, maybe I'll get a good album out of you. Climb a mountain. No, do heroin. Get a good album. Let's uh, let's hear it. There's very few good albums some, that came uh, from heroin. Uh, There's very a lot of people falling off of mountains. There's not a lot of people falling off mountains. <laughs> There's not? No. There's not a lot of people falling off mountains. No, I don't think so. All right. Let's go to the top of Mount Everest. Let's go check that out and see how things they're go. Not falling off the, they're not falling off the mountain. That's true. And that's
1: a, that's a weird situation that's not like a normal mountain climbing situation, okay. Ma- Mount Everest. Like, you can't use Mount Everest as an example. All right, I won't. It I'll just... show you. I won't.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. Point made. <laughs> Done. I won't do it. <laughs> it's just because it's such cause a weird... Apparently, I enjoy doing that and Dave won't let me that well, not let me play my <laughs> examples. Where's the where's the love of joy now? I mean, all of Were things. you
1: having a lot of joy using Mount Everest as an yeah, example? Yeah, I was of of nice corpsey mountain. That's funny.
0: It well, if you find it funny, a little bit. <laughs> it's so hypocritical well it's like when you're getting to the <laughs>
1: what if this guy who loves climbing on his own up a well, side of a mountain well say you were doing
0: anything like say you were like uh, yeah. I'm, hey Dave I'm going to go walk through the park do you want to come join yeah. me on the walk sure. through the park sure oh, that's a beautiful walk through the park let's keep walking yeah. so we're just walking and we're just like is that a corpse and it's like yeah they only get thicker from here <laughs> what happens well there's some bobcats in here and they'll tear your throat yeah, out. yeah yeah oh okay what, what are we doing oh you know it's just it's fun to go for a nice walk in the park yeah. more corpses with throats <laughs> torn out. And then you go like, there's a lot of corpses with mm-hmm. throats on it. Should we just turn back? No, you know what? Let's just keep going. That's what <laughs> it is kind about. of, yeah, it is. But uh, then, and then when you get it's to the end of it, it's of like, s- you safety. can tell everybody, yeah. hey, I walked through this park. Oh, what number of person are you to have walked through this park? Ten thousand seven hundred fifty. Yeah. Like, oh wow! Yeah. Did you get to plant a flag? No, mm-hmm. there wasn't any room. It's just full of flags, and where there aren't flags, there's corpses. So it's tough. There's not a lot <laughs> a of piano. room. And a piano. And a piano. That's my favorite. That's my
1: favorite addition to uh, my nervous right. is the fact that you shake my nerves things.
0: and you rattle my brains. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, and then there's a bobcat <laughs> in that. And it just attacks you. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Great balls of snow. But good, good for the person who, uh, good for the Laurel and Hardy that brought the piano up to that. Whoever asked <laughs> them to deliver it there, what a bunch of bastards! That's right. I think the greatest risk of all <laughs> is we, the artistic risk yes. that it takes to uh, put our feelings out there on oh. a podcast like this. Wow, week after week. <laughs> so is that really the big risk. We're, oh, there are there are corpses of other podcasts scattered <laughs> around us. I and we ain't true. got no Sherpas.
1: Speaking of uh, other podcasts, we were we were included in a little roundup of of comedy here in Vancouver.
0: Yeah, that's uh, kind uh, of nice. Uh, CBC uh, did a little uh, write up. I believe it was a uh, uh, Daniel Chai that might have written. That. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, possibly. So yeah, it was very very nice. So thank you very much to, to the CBC to our. Uh, Public Broadcasting Corporation. Mm-hmm. And a uh, quick shout-out to uh, Just for Laughs, who uh, did something dumb this last week and then straightened themselves up, and everything was fine. They were going to take away uh, all these royalties for uh, Canadian <laughs> artists uh, who were uh, being yeah. broadcast on uh, Sirius Wasn't radio, they going to take
1: away royalties? They were going to
0: Stop. not broadcast that's, them as much. That's, well... Yeah, and then there was going to be a bit of a different system in place. Oh, is that right? I didn't realize there was yeah, a different royalty system cut, as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I used to actually make a little bit of money off of that kind of stuff because I had mm. two comedy albums yeah? with my yeah. uh, sketch group. Uh, and yeah, and for a lot for of- The ventriloquist uh, act. Yes. For uh, for a lot of Canadian uh, stand-ups, uh, it's, it's nearly half of their income. Yeah. If not more. Yeah. So this was gonna cost a lot. But but uh Canadian comedians kind of uh rose to the occasion, complained en masse <laughs> on Twitter. My Twitter and other feed places, was full of yes, people talking about that's this. where it started, and then it, it went off to the mainstream media, yeah. and they shamed Howie Mandel, who is one of the owners of Just for Laughs. My wife did a cartoon, a biting editorial cartoon, <laughs> uh, and uh, by God, they uh, changed their minds. So well, it all worked well, that's out. That's great. great. Yeah, yeah. No, I did see the
1: the uh, positive outcome of all, yeah. of all that.
0: The only negative, uh, uh, comedian uh, Boyd Banks licked a newscaster's ear, and uh, but even that has been apologized for, and things have been forgiven. Is that who that was? Yes. That was weird. Yes, it was. I don't know what it was.
1: And it wasn't just weird. Yeah. It was weirdly long. Yes. <laughs> like, it's one thing to lick <laughs> someone's ear, but don't do it for five minutes. Right. Like, it, we get it. Yeah. You're being like a creep. Yeah.
0: It was kind of a creep move. Absolutely. Like, I could see how you think it was funny, but it's like, after a while, oh, no, this is not good. <laughs> and uh, he, he got the message that it was not good. And again, apologies have been made. Things have been happening. Uh-huh. If, you've, uh, if you're looking for, uh, you know, where have I seen that guy before? Uh, the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead, he is in that. He is in uh, many of those type, of, type okay. of movies. Okay. Yeah, and does a really nice job, actually, in them. He's in the one that follows afterwards, Land of the Dead, as well. I see. Yeah. Playing a zombie. Uh, eventually. Okay. Eventually. He's a character. He's a good victim. Things happen. He's a good victim. He's the kind of guy that you do want to see turn into a zombie at some point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's a, you know, but he's also a very good stand up comedian, but, uh, a yep, terrible uh, liquor. Yeah. Dis- bad decisions were made. Yeah. They have to take away his liquor license. Well, that's all the time we have for the show today. <laughs> Once again, the question of the day was how do uh what? Uh, well, we'll do two questions. One is uh what's uh what TV show ended the best? Let's not end the show yet because I have one more thing I want to talk about. Very good. You go in with your question. All right. So I'm going to go with the question. Uh, what TV show ended the best? What TV show ended the worst? You can also go with that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. What one ended with a bit of a thakakongudungu? Well, Mash would be one for me. Yeah. Anyone that ends with a giant wedding, like a Happy Days or something. It's like everyone gets married, and then and then and then the father turns to the camera and just go and we wish all of you happy days that's no good
1: <laughs> don't do that i have not not seen the end of a
0: lot of shows like or three's company where mm, it just spins have... off into Three's a crowd i never never saw that i didn't never saw like the ending of cheers alice that's another one I, everyone gets married and or, or becomes a star and everyone gets rich and it's like ugh,
1: forget it roseanne would be a disastrous ending the original series of roseanne
0: oh yeah 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 that's uh mm. oh yeah oh that dear final, that final year oh dear what, a, uh, what a bad mistake. Cheers a bad was decisions. okay. Cheers was fine. I don't anyway, remember that. Uh, we're closed. That's all he said. Uh, someone's coming to the door. Uh, mm. Mary Tyler Moore also ended well. Um, so, so yap do that. And here's the other thing. Uh, in uh, uh, risk, risk, risk. Is it worth it? For, uh, <laughs> risk. Just that general discussion. Mm. What? What's your opinion on it? We'd love to hear from you. Okay, back to Dave. Dave's got uh, Dave's final thoughts. Dave, what's your thoughts?
1: Well, last week we had uh, a dollop of trollop. Yes, we did. And I thought this week we'd have a Frostin' of Austin.
0: <laughs> because uh, <laughs> okay. I, my close personal friend David M. By the way, oh, oops, I sorry. think this shows we're not pandering. No, no. We are not giving the people what they want. No, We are giving the people uh, it, what Dave feels. <laughs> He's serving from a menu that he is making up. Frost, okay. Frostin' of Austin.
1: So it. this is... Like I said, my f- close personal friend David M uh, gave me a box set of Jane Austen uh, videos, Jane Austen novels that have been been uh, televised. Anyway, and these weren't these aren't like ones from the '90s or ones from the from the '90s. These are from the '80s. Mm. These these you know the ones from the the, the late '90s, the '90s, the they had some money because they know they can sell them internationally. Right. The ones that were done for the BBC in the in the '80s, the early '80s or 1980. I guess they thought that no one would ever be interested in these. Right. Made for a shoestring.
0: There was Emma where she was a wisecracking robot that was always horny. <laughs> They're pretty faithful to the okay. original novels.
1: Right. I don't know what you're thinking of. M- uh, M-A just like M mm-hmm. d- d- dash A. That's, M- That's it. And it keeps M-A. trying to yeah. kind
0: of hook people up together and whatever. <laughs> you, Binary!
1: You would be fabulous together. <laughs> um. So I... I Okay, the first one. So I decided to watch them in, in order of how they were made. Sure, sure. And so the first one was *Sense and Sensibility*, mm-hmm. which of course was was a film Emma Thompson did with Kate Winslet and herself as as Eleanor Marianne, the the two uh, poles of sense and sensibility. Now,
0: did Emma did Emma Thompson write the screenplay to that? She one? did
1: write the screenplay, although uh, Whit Stillman did the rewrites for it. All right, very good. And. Um, so what's fun about the, the sense and sensibility that was made by the BBC is that each episode opens with sort of a, a sort of gauzy kind of a oval with Eleanor Marion on a seesaw, mm-hmm. sort of balanced. So, you know, ah, sense and sensibility balanced. There, so <laughs> there shouldn't be just one or the other. They should be a, a mingling of the both. But, uh, it, it's kind of fun to watch these because, like I say, they didn't have a lot of money. They're shot on videotape. Sure. And, and they're, they're the
0: costumes are good because they're the BBC. They must be good. The costumes, costumes are pretty good. Yeah, and they for, got those lying around. they And they're, for they're Sense and
1: set. Sensibility, what's kind of fun is that they actually shot the the scenes in in real houses and real cottages and things. Like so, when they go to like when they're thrown out of of uh, whatever it's called Nord- Nordstrom's Nordstrom's. That's right for Get shop out of store You can't afford to shop here. <laughs> this place is way too fancy for you. That's why there's pink. These the p- pink polka-dotted gold lame bathing suits over here. This is only for rich people to buy, not for <laughs> poor people like you, you suckers. Rich people like to look like idiots.
0: Yeah, you shop over at Pride, <laughs> Prejudice, and Beyond.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so they're, they're in this little cottage, and, and the the doors are so low, I was afraid the whole time that someone was going to churn and bump their head. <laughs> yes. Because they're just actors they're acting in a scene and so yeah. they're just gonna be like oh yes my lady i'll go and get that clonk you know obviously they would have cut that out but it is the whole time i was imagining myself oh there must have been so many like bumped heads and things happening. i would check for the bloopers later oh yeah, i guess i should but when they have a scene that has any kind of crowd or, or any sort of like group of people talking so they'll have like a group of people talking and music playing mm-hmm. and then they'll have like the characters kind of foregrounded talking you can't hear them because this is like a huge chaotic noise like there's there's no re... like there's no foley or whatever like yeah. no like redubbing later on to like you know boost the voice a little bit, oh no, no, just whatever was going on in the set wow. that day that's what you're hearing oh it's it's crazy sometimes like they just feel like so much like piano playing, and then people go, yes, I was talking to I was talking to so and so it's just I imagine maybe that's how it was in those rooms you really wow. couldn't hear, but when you do an actual movie, you should should be able to hear each other <laughs> I remember i have it's a ways away yet, but I did, I did have seen the Pride and Prejudice from this series of of shows, and I just remember there's a scene where they're having like the dance very early on in the movie where Darcy and and uh, and um, Bingley first come, and and yeah, what all you could hear was the swishing of the dresses on the floor, mm. like you'd hear the music playing a little bit from the orchestra. And then all you could hear was this like, shh, shh, of all these people like dresses swo- swooshing around. So it's just really interesting? Hmm. It's like Can get some money. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying them. I'm enjoying their their accuracy actually because when Back I was to the wa- books, yeah, 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 because the the um, Emma Thompson version directed by Ang, Ang Lee, it um cha- it makes some changes and it's, it's it's they're interesting changes as well because they're more they they kind of. Uh, they kind of bring out a bit of slapstick for that version whereas this version keeps more closely to the novels like no one like in the sense and sensibility that Emma Thompson did there's a scene when the wife of John fair John what's the name of it John no, damn it i can't remember the name now anyway when what he, if it was smith they just couldn't remember wasn't that it was smith but anyway when their when their brother's wife discovers that this there's been a secret engagement between this girl and right. and, and Edward Fares. Uh In the book, of course, she's uh, she's horrified. And they indicate that in the TV show by just having her scream, <laughs> like just shriek <laughs> with horror and not stop. like this. Can, and like, you know, but she'll pause and then she'll see the girl again and just start shrieking all over again at the idea of this. In the movie version, mm-hmm. when this is discovered, she attacks the girl. And like, oh. there's a scene of her like, like basically beating her out of the house with yeah. something, you know, like a, with a whatever, like with a, something at hand that she hits her with to, to get her out of the house. And so, it you know, to be, to be honest, like that, like a, a well-bred woman, it's very unlikely that they would attack someone mm-hmm. and, you know, beat them out of the house. Like it's a funny sequence in the movie, but, you know, Jane, Jane Austen's version doesn't have that because it would not be real, real to the situation. But I'm still. I'm enjoying the. I'm enjoying them. I tried to start Emma last night after I finished um, editing uh, listening party. I went back in the house and it was midnight, and I thought, you know what? I can watch one half hour. This will be fine. (laughs) But of course, I immediately fell asleep, and I woke up for the credit sequence, and I missed the credit I wanted to see, which was who the actress was (laughs) who was playing Emma. So. These look familiar, but I couldn't. I couldn't find it online either to look up the credits. Then we're so.
0: going to be looking forward to your reviews as things progress. Yes, I will keep everyone. So and by the way, if you guys want to like uh, watch along with Dave, what's that? You're watching Emma. I'm BBC, watching Emma. Yeah. BBC, BBC from what year? Uh, I think it's from 1980. Would that also be maybe online somewhere? You, I don't know. Maybe it's on YouTube. I don't look know. it up. See if you can find. Watch it Watch along. Check it out. Okay, um, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up now so that we can uh, go eat. Oh, nice. that's what we do. <laughs> that's how we do this. Uh thank you so much for listening. Yeah, uh, oh, we, we we loved oh yeah, thank you as well for listening. Uh What'd thank you. Say? Thank you. I don't know. Uh thank you to my sister in law as well. She's right now playing the new Far Cry game. Uh which let's say, here's the thing. Uh the new Far Cry game, much more pleasant than the Far Cry bonus levels that came out recently. There was a Vietnam one. Okay. Ooh, Grizzly. Grizzly, like, like Vietnam War kind of. Yeah, grizzly. Mm. Uh, and uh, there was a zombie grisly. one. It's okay, but again, gory. Yeah. Uh, and now this is a beautiful uh, world with the uh, oh, it's so beautiful, and you're going around. But she's still murdering people. Nice. Uh, but you get to do it with a dog. Mm. You know, a dog, and the dog can g- go with you in your motorcycle or in your car. It's just nicer to be killing people with a dog, and the dog sometimes kills people. So mm. it's just a fun game for everybody. Nice. Yeah, nice, very nice. We've come a long oh, way since that back reminds then. you of something. I just want to tell you a little oh, story. Please, this please. happened at Choir on Tuesday night. All right, very good. So we were. Now, remember that we set this up with snipering and murder, and uh, now it reminded Dave of something at choir. Yeah, that's right. Please go. So, we're sitting at choir, and um, we were getting
1: some new Easter music that our choir director was mm. handing out. And one of them was a song we sang a couple of years ago. And so, there was a bit of general kerfuffle over people wanting their original sheet music. Gotcha. Which, because I never write my name on the sheet music, is always an issue, because there are some dum-dums who want to like highlight all their parts. Mm. And so, then you get their... You get their sheet music and it's just covered in like pink yeah. highlighter, which I can't stand. So, so then I was kind of pro, and then out of the blue, a bullet came through the window and hit one of the ladies in the head. And no, I'm just joking. Just, okay, because you were saying snipers and stuff like that. Uh,
0: no, so then <laughs> we've uh, had that happen to our family members, which is why I was not taking okay, it as like okay, yeah. okay. So, sorry to bring that up. Nope, that's fine. So then, uh,
1: um, so then, one of the one of the women said. By the way, the person's oh. okay now. Oh, that's good. All
0: right. I <laughs> After a sniper attack, they're okay. there was there was a bullet that like uh, hit them. See, they got shot. Wow. Yeah, they went to pet a horse and uh, ended up getting shot. We don't know. But it's a long story. And anyway, a, go ahead. A really protective horse owner. Well, uh, I don't think that
1: was it, but okay. The horse owed money? It, it was actually the It could it was have been actually the horse the that uh, did the shooting. It All right. Had, well, the horse had incredible gambling I don't bets. want to get this story wrong. He was betting on himself. I'm feeling bad for even bringing it up. <laughs> Please go with your thing. So so then so suddenly one of the ladies, uh, one of the new ladies goes, why is my sheet music telling me to go straight to hell at this part of the the song? <laughs> And I went, oh, that's my sheet music. Because there was a part in the music where it reminded me of the Clash song, Straight to Hell. Okay. And so I wrote Straight to Hell on the top of it because it reminded me of how I should sing that part of the song.
0: Sure.
1: And uh, so that's what she got told there. And so everyone's like, <laughs> why would you write that, David? And I was like, well, because it reminds me of the Clash. The reason I thought of that is because that Clash song, Straight to Hell, is about guys going to Vietnam.
0: Now this is a good That's uh, why it reminded me It's a good uh, sketch Just like all the little things That are written You think are incredibly offensive And you're like No, because <laughs> There you go It reminds me of this Yeah All right So uh, Carry hey, on Please, uh, do don't let get, me interrupt you if you would like to uh, write us with, uh, you know, your answers to the various questions or just any kind of thing. What were those questions? Uh, the questions again were, uh, best ending to a TV series or worst ending to a TV series, mm. uh, and, uh, taking physical risks in movies Ian want and, wants want
1: some validation.
0: Uh, why not just take heroin, uh, get the thrill <laughs> that insane. way? That's insane. I don't know. I, well, I think of the two. No. Uh, looks. Hey, guess who's around? Iggy Pop. If Iggy Pop climbed the side of mountains, would he be around now? No. Um, it's, so, it's so negative. No, it isn't. He's, Taking Iggy, heroin Iggy, is Iggy a negative. Iggy Pop uh, seems to be uh, quite okay now. Yeah, because he's
1: not doing heroin anymore. Yeah, but that's the thing. When he was doing it, his life was a horrible mess.
0: It was, but now he's okay. Whereas if you fall off a mountain, your life is a nothing. Yeah. You fall, fall off a mountain. Anyway, like they is... lost their recording contract. They the yeah, band yeah, fell didn't apart fall off a mountain. Around it. But he didn't fall off a mountain. He's fine now. Um, still getting royalties. The um, Let us know what you think about that. How do you do that? You go to sneakydragon.com and leave a message in our message board. Or uh, go to uh, our email, which is sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Sneakyd at sneakydragon.com dot com. Hi, my cat. Uh, or go to Facebook, Sneaky Dragon, or Tumblr, SneakyDragon.tumblr.com, uh, and we're also on uh, Twitter, Sneaky underscore Dragon. Those are the places to reach us. Or just come and say hi to me at uh, Vancouver Fan Expo this Sunday or late Saturday, depending on when this gets dropped. Couldn't you argue though that oh, we're making, still going.
1: An, making an album? Yes. Like say say no fun making not no fun, but say the Stooges making an album, like sure. their first album. That that is that is the kind of the artistic equivalent of climbing a mountain by yourself, of throwing yourself out there, putting yourself at this great risk. And I know it's not physical risk, but it is an emotional risk that can okay. have like it could have physical consequences as well. And it we mm-hmm. did have a physical consequence on the band, in that it drove them into various types of that their failure, their kind of relative failure of the time, right. kind of drove them into various uh, forms of of uh, you know drug abuse and other things. Okay, like. Like isn't that a risk as well? That do, should we not have that risk? Should we not take those sort of risks that could have bad personal consequences for a people? A good,
0: uh, a good argument. What do you all think? <laughs> what do you think?
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: mm-hmm. took, I took a lot of risks. I went out yeah. to remote BC towns. I did my little stupid yeah. jokes, and sometimes yeah. people pulled a gun on me. The, there you go.
1: Sure. Yeah. But you were kind of driven
0: to do that. You really, you really wanted to do that. There's a long story behind that, uh, which we can talk about another show. Because I need to go get a hamburger. Hey, hamburgers are they dangerous? Probably. Uh, We're probably gonna go have one. Anyway, uh, we uh, we really appreciate you listening to us. Thank you for taking the time to share your time with us. Uh, If you feel like talking to us, we'd like to hear from you. If you want to stay silent, that's okay too. I've been Ian. I've been David. I just want to say one thing. (laughs) Go
1: tell it on the mountain over the sea and (laughs) go learn this fucking song before you sing sing it it on the the show bye everyone